0: do do switch mania playcast
1: welcome to episode 70 of the switch mania Playcast.
2: oh wait <laughs> quiet so the return to form episode where we're all here together
0: yay no. <laughs> you know, I I told Shanna, I said, I'm actually really looking forward to this. I'm like, it's been so long since all three of us have been together. Because you two have recorded sometimes. And, you know, mm-hmm. Jeff and I have recorded. But I'm like, we haven't had a traditional all three of us talking. And I was looking forward to that. It. it felt like a, a return to simpler times. Exactly. Yeah, it's like try to do our monthly
1: get-togethers. And with mm-hmm. all the craziness, every week we we'll, like... One of us, at least one of us, between JP and I, are like mentally exhausted. So
0: (laughs) it's been a lot, but you know what? It's good. I feel uh, we have a lot to talk about in this episode. We made some big announcements, and Mm. I'm, I'm looking forward to actually discussing it because, you know, for me being on Twitter a lot, there's only so much you can type in a tweet before you have to either do a second one or you try and abbreviate to get right to the point. And I like it when I can, you know, more fully explain something or we can hash things out. So that's why i really like the the playcast uh aspect of what we do exactly
1: give people plenty of updates on what's going on with premium also oh, yeah. like our thoughts as people have their opinions onto why we're doing stuff and it's like oh no 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 like yeah literally going through and doing things just for reasons basically yeah. so like we'll we'll go over um why we did the news, and um, we can start wherever you want, JP.
0: Okay, sure. So I'm actually going to start with something that's not one of our most recent announcements, but I just want to actually give a big thank you uh, to everybody, because as you may or may not know, the Sunshine Manor Kickstarter from Fossil Games and Mm -hmm. Houndpick, with the exclusive physicals from Premium Edition, uh, just finished yesterday afternoon, so it finished at Friday 3.55pm Eastern Time uh, to a massive success i mean they Mm -hmm. they they broke their base goal i think they completed four stretch goals uh so you know for anyone that may have been doubting or wary the game is being made and what's really awesome is that it's two games on one cartridge for the switch it's it's their upcoming sunshine manor which is really a prequel to their first game camp sunshine and both are coming to the switch and we get the honor of bringing it physically Along with really cool exclusive Kickstarter backer goodies, um, and then of course you know we'll do our premium and deluxe at a later date as well through our website. But yeah, the Kickstarter was a lot of fun. They had the uh, six
1: over six hundred backers, and yep. the like like we said, like the artwork is exclusive for backers. Fortunately, they are doing a backer kit. Um, yes. to allow those that missed out. Or there's a lot of people out there that just don't prefer using Kickstarter. And so right. they're going to do a backer kit for however long they do the backer kit. We actually um, we don't really have a say in what they're doing with that, which is fine by us. We're, we're cool with it. Because mm-hmm. once the game is done, then once it's as complete on card as it can be, we
0: will begin our premium. Right. And, you know, some people are asking, you know, what is going to be exclusive to the Kickstarter versus our release? The Mm -hmm. cartridge itself will be the same. It's going to have both games, the same versions. That doesn't change. It's really, like Jeff mentioned, it's going to be the cover art. We have legendary artist Graham Humphreys doing the Kickstarter cover, and he worked on posters for Evil Dead movie, Nightmare on Elm Street, and more. We have also with our sunshine kickstarter edition it's going to be housed in a vhs case it's going to come with the sweat wristbands it's going to come with a cassette tape of the soundtrack and all those items are not going to be sold outside of the kickstarter or the backer kit so when we do our deluxe edition in our cool you know uh premium case with the retro box and the steelbook all that stuff that is very different than the kickstarter sunshine edition so i just want to make sure people are aware that even though the game itself will be the same, all of the physical items will be different. Um, so if you mm-hmm. if you like that kind of aesthetics and you know, having all the versions, definitely take a look at their backer kit page, which you know we'll have up on our website on social media. but uh, it is it is two different types of packaging, just to let people know. And it'll be our first uh, Kickstarter challenge card. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm excited about that. I think that's going to be really cool, and and also, I mean, don't forget with the Kickstarter, you get to have your name in the credits. You get to, you know, depending on what tier you did, you get to have some kind of impact on what's in the game. And I think that's really cool because, you know, it's going to be a physical game, and when you get to the credits, you may see your name in there. Now, if
2: if you get how you know, is this going to be this question asked? So I'm just going to ask it for for sure. those that are listening. Is, since there's a Kickstarter exclusive challenge card and a regular edition challenge card mm-hmm. will there be two different patches depending on which challenge you do
1: <laughs> i mean barry you know the answer of course there's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> <Of> <laughs> and course, but i want people to be hyped for it as know, morbid awesome. as the developer is <laughs> like the like fossil games as morbid as they are there's gonna be some rad and wicked patches for this <laughs> And, I mean, we're still going to do our cut-off uh, premium edition jean jackets, so we got got people to mm-hmm. be able to see them all on us
0: when they find <laughs> us at conventions. <laughs> and, and, you know, if that wasn't enough excitement for Kickstarter, let's not forget oh, another my. Kickstarter that's going on right now that crushed its goal in 25 minutes, which oh, I think geez. is a... Hagen's Alley world record. Definitely a world record by far. (laughs) And that's the Switch Collector Volume 2. So it's a continuation of our series that's covering all of the physical releases in chronological release order. And Mm -hmm. because Year 2 is so big, we actually had to split it into two volumes. So this one that's on Kickstarter is going to cover September 2018. I'm sorry, March 2018 to September 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, And Let's not forget. This is also that time period where limited and indie publishers really started making, you know, their way onto the Switch with limited run games, uh, Switch releases, super rare games, which was a brand new company at the time, and just focused on the Switch started coming out with games. So it's a, uh, it's definitely the year where, to me, it got very exciting uh, to be a collector.
1: Well, and um, with this one, we've had some people ask. Um, we are keeping it simple, where we're just doing the book, um, yes. the the Slipcase version, because we have a Slipcase version, um, which was a huge hit with Volume 1, and uh, doing the wooden book cover, which basically in the first day sold out. Um, Those that had um, gotten the previous wooden book cover, they absolutely can get the um, Volume 2 as well. Uh, It's limited based on capacity, because if I do 10... 20, 30 on Kickstarter, and then everybody else wants one that had one previously. I'm doing a hundred slipgate. That that would be insane. Um So all they have to do is reach out um, anywhere you can find us, and we will make sure you're able to get your wooden book cover if you um if you got the previous one, mm-hmm. or were a previous contributor if that sell well, if when that sells out as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Because once you're part of the t- part of the family, you're part of the family. So. To there's no getting out and <laughs> there's no getting out like Hotel California
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, so Barry can... what are you looking forward to in
0: the volume 2 book
2: oh there's so many great games that started rolling out then mm-hmm. and especially because year 1 was such a big year and I think year 2 was overshadowed by year 1 just between you know Breath of the mm-hmm. Wild Odyssey and Xeno 2 and Mario Kart uh year two has some great titles, and I and some that I I personally really loved that other people may not have. Like like Kirby was a great title, and mm-hmm. then you you also have some more developers like like we mentioned limited publishers, but even some more third parties starting to yep. realize, hey, the Switch is not. The Wii U too. This is actually building Steam, and this is selling, and this is a great concept. So it's also where we started seeing a lot more third parties starting to jump on board, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it, that's a good point. You know, I remember Kirby coming out, and you know, the demo came out. Everyone played it. They may have had the same impression that I had. Where I was like, okay, it's fun. It seems very easy. But yeah. I feel like it was a very quiet release. You know, for it, a Nintendo game, it was just like, okay, it came out, but. I don't know, maybe maybe at that point I still wasn't, you know, following Nintendo's page that closely or maybe just in our circle people weren't talking about it. But I, de- I definitely didn't feel like the hype was there for, yeah. for a Kirby game.
2: It wasn't and it was it was a safer release. I mean it was definitely on the easier side, but it was still fun.
0: Right. But
3: the
2: amazing thing about that game is that there's been so much post game D L C for free mm-hmm. that game it's almost a different game now like they've they've added so much new content and this only furthers what i hope they do with the nintendo selects versions of their games which i'm sure they will down the road is include that dlc on the card to yeah. have a complete physical package because i would easily double dip on that to get the full you know version of that game
0: you actually bring up a good point point. one thing we haven't seen yet you know many years into the switch release are the re-releases that they've done with the Nintendo Select titles? Uh, what was it? Power Haven't Player, we? Player Choice,
2: Player's Choice. Before we
0: kind of we yeah. kind
1: of have though because with with some of the games they released and uh, it was the same version but they released it with like little guides and stuff. Yeah. Yes, that's like, true. They
0: did uh, only Mario a couple of Splatoon.
1: I, um, to me, it seemed like uh, unlike being like a budget title, which is what our selects are. Um, more like this was a way to, for them to move
2: some stock
1: and add mm-hmm. a little guide to it.
2: But well, you know. th- The reason they do the selects and, and the player's choice prior to is not only to move stocks, but also to help move systems and, and move interests. Yep. And they don't need that right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you look at the Wii, right? The Wii had Nintendo selects titles, plenty of them. Mm-hmm. Mario Galaxy there, Mario Galaxy 2. There's one specific first party title that never hit that Nintendo Selects mark, and that was Mario Kart Wii. And Mer- why didn't Mario Kart Wii hit that? That should have done it. That was a million seller. I think it sold 30 something million. And the reason it never did is because it kept selling. So mm. there was no reason for them to lower the price to 20 when it's selling like hotcakes at 50. So you're only going to see Nintendo Selects come into play when those titles stop selling. So mm-hmm. if Breath of the Wild continues selling the entire life, you're never going to see it. It would be great if they did a Nintendo Selects version with all the DLC on card. That's mm-hmm. my, that'd be fantastic. Um, but there's no reason to right now because people are still buying them at full price. And Nintendo titles don't usually go on sale. And when they do, it's when they drop down to that Nintendo Selects or player's choice price. So probably not until 2021, maybe 2022, depending on how hard the new systems affect the sales of the switch
1: do you really think that the new systems are going to affect the switch that much i mean it's almost like nintendo was smart and the switch is like the bonus system that everybody wants so like everybody has it <laughs> and they have their ps4 and their xbox ones so like in reality i think it's going to just people will have their ps5s and xbox series x but they're also going to have their switch
0: I, I feel that one smart thing that Nintendo did is they brought back the Animal Crossing console and they made it extremely readily available. Like I remember when you know, they made the announcement that it was coming back to stores, all the speculations was how fast is it going to sell out? I got to buy them up. And you literally could go online to any retailer and easily buy one. You can walk into a store if you still do that and you could buy one. And you know, you're already seeing reports. I think Best Buy said that they're not going to have PS5 in stores at launch. Um, you know, you've been seeing reports of it may be hard to get, you know, they may not online stores may not be shipping it on release day, depending on when you pre-ordered it and then you have the Switch that is, has become now more readily available than it was when the pandemic hit because if we all remember, you couldn't find even a Switch Lite in stores people are going crazy trying to get that um, and now it's more like, okay, well the PS5 is expensive, I may or may not be able to get it for my kids oh, I've got the Switch already out and you know, I, I definitely think it's it I think it could help Nintendo this holiday season if they can keep it in stock. They have lots of games out with you know, no slowdown even coming into the end of the year. And I mean, you know, you'll have the people who want the graphics and the new consoles and uh, you know, the early bird customers and, and they'll go for, you know, the more expensive system. But, you know, if I'm a parent and my kid says they want a PS five or an Xbox and I can't find it, I'm probably gonna go for the Switch.
2: Mm-hmm. Now what about this? I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Sure. Uh, you're you're absolutely right when you're dealing with the Xbox Series X and with the uh, PlayStation Five, uh, and even the PlayStation Five discless version. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if you're a parent, and well, you are a parent, but I mean, like, what if your kids wanted, uh, you know, said PS Five or an Xbox, and you didn't care about physical? You're not like me. You're Right. You, You don't care about the physical. The kids for a five-year-old, they're just going to play the games. And you go to the store and you can get a Switch, or you could also get an Xbox Series S, which is Mm -hmm. the exact same price. And you can get Game Pass and Mm -hmm. have your kid just play all those games, uh, as opposed to having to purchase each one. Uh, And you're not a collector, you're just the average Joe. Um, Do you think that could affect the Switch?
0: Yeah, I am I mean, I, I'll say absolutely yes because, you know, my son is about to turn five and the first thing I thought of is, I'm going to whisper this because he may hear me, he's getting a Switch for his birthday and, oh. he, and he loves Animal Crossing and I told Shanna, I'm like, I mean, obviously I'm a, a physical collector, but I'm like, he's five and he, lo- he likes to jump between a few games right now. It makes sense to get a digital for him because one, he doesn't have to try and open up the slot holder, potentially break it, you know, break the cartridges, you know, putting them in and out, and for him, it's so much easier to press the home button and just select a game that he wants. So I could absolutely see that being a factor um, if it's a casual gamer. And, you know, if the parent is not well-informed, it would be really up to the store employees to say, like, hey, if you go with an Xbox, you can get this pass. You can get access to all this. Um, but I, I definitely think it could be a... a I think this could be a game-changer. I mean, having an all-digital version and easier access to games and switching them up you know, it's always been an appeal, right? I mean, depending on what type of gamer you are, it's sometimes just easier to have everything without having to manually change the game out. Um, I know for me, I had to buy Rocket League digitally just because every night I was playing it, and I already owned three physical copies, but I kept switching them out for, you know, my main game versus my Rocket League game, and I just bought it digitally because I'm like, I, I play it every day, I might as well just have it on the Switch. So, mm-hmm. yeah, digital, I think, uh, is not to be ignored, having an all-digital version.
1: The only thing, really, the Switch has going for it digitally is their NES and SNES yeah. online, which is which is um, cool for us that love the retro, but when you're talking, like, your kid, JP, or, or my daughter, like, she mm-hmm. wants to play Pokemon, she wants mm-hmm. to play Minecraft, and she wants to play Roblox. And mm-hmm. so, literally... Having those readily available is cool. Now, to counter that, you know, my daughter's almost nine, and she has no problem switching out the cartridges. Right. Um, a little bit younger, I would worry about things like that, or or them just falling between the cracks of your sofa and then disappearing, because <laughs> I've had to hunt down some games. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my, my eight-year-old's like, I can't find it anywhere, so now I'm hunting the house for the copy of Pokemon that's disappeared. And, and um, so... That being said, though, you did the, exactly the right thing when it comes to digital. Though, um, mm-hmm. if you're playing Rocket League all the time, you just buy it digitally and you have a digital it, copy. Um, exactly. Now, what I don't understand from a collector perspective is the and you know, you know, us being our own <laughs> physical <laughs> publisher, I don't get the buy one to keep it sealed and buy one to open mentality when you can just buy one if you want to collect it, and keep it sealed, and then buy one digitally.
0: But. That, that's a good point. You know, I, I never, I honestly never thought of that because you're right. I mean, if you really just want to play the game, you can download it. And if you want to keep it sealed, keep it and not feel you have to buy mm-hmm. it, a second. Unless there's something just about, you know, opening up, you know, at the case and, and putting something in and playing it that way. Because yeah. as you were talking, the first thing I think about is, you know, why would you still want to go physical? And for me, having a five-year-old, what's going to be more fun? Giving him a system and saying like, oh, hey, there's 20 games on your system or literally having him rip open the, the the wrapping paper and he's holding a case and he's holding the game and he's ripping it open because he's excited to play it. It's how like you build our nostalgia. Th- yeah. And you know, you talk about the NES and SNES online. He is he he finally discovered it because he was playing Mario One and then I told him because he was playing Mario One on the NES Classic at my sister-in-law's house, and I told him I said, Oh, on the Switch, we can still play it. So from there we played Super Mario 3 together and beat it. We played Super Mario World and beat it on the Super Nintendo one. But now I see him, instead of going to Animal Crossing, he jumps onto the online and he found on his own and started playing Ice Climber, Metroid. Like he's literally discovering all these games and he's just playing them on his own and experimenting. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. Like I I did not appreciate the NES and SNES apps on the Switch until now. And the fact that you go into it, and there's so many games like it's it's really unbelievable like how many games they have for both consoles that are just super fun games. And to watch him learning about all of them for the very first time, to me, it feels like a second childhood. And I I only hope That's that awesome. Nintendo continues to do this and finally understands that GameCube, N64, Game Boy, like they all need to start coming out now. Like, yes, we've had NES and SNES forever and we've had the physical mini classics, but I think it's definitely time to start going in their next generation of libraries of games. I agree.
1: And I mean, for us, like we got infinite games, right? Like you guys are completionist collectors and I'm still even as selective as I am. I got over 200 games, maybe 300 at this point. And there's a little, there's a little something mentally it's called paralysis of choice. And, Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> NES Online, Super Nintendo Online, they're awesome. But I do have an NES with an EverDrive. I have a Nintendo right. television. I have all of these things where I can play every single NES game. And I have a giant collection of brand new and Nintendo aftermarket games, you know, the homebrews. Yep. But yep. I have all of this stuff. And so to me, the NES Online isn't as um, attractive because I've, I've been playing this stuff forever mm-hmm. like it's not nothing new for me adding on um all these extra uh, treats on there though and, and the nes online super nintendo online being able to play together with friends that's cool but yep. you having oh your, your uh, son just jumping on and playing it that is that is the best for sure I, by far i did not
0: even know how he played how he found metroid and i'm watching him play i'm like How are you, like, alive? Like, I'm normally dead at this point. Like, I'm very bad at that game. Uh, And it's it's hard. I mean, like, I was playing it. I'm like, I still have no idea where to go in that game. And he's just, like, going around. He's getting power-ups. And he's having a blast. And it really is amazing because it's, like, now I feel like he's at that age. He's becoming a gamer. Like, he comes home from school. So he's still in, you know, he's in preschool. He comes home. He's like, if I do my homework, can I, do I have time to play on the Switch? And I'm just thinking, like, these are the words I've always wanted to hear. And then, you know... (laughs) Being the dad in me, I go, no, you have to go, you know, spend time with the family and then go to bed. But no, it, it's fun, like watching him play. Uh, and you know, we're playing Luigi's Mansion 3 now, and I've never played a Luigi's Mansion game before. He I think I had just mentioned it in passing because he was like, Are there other Mario games? And I mentioned Luigi no. <laughs> and, and we started we started playing it, and my God, like I'm sure everyone already knows this, but Luigi's Mansion 3 is a fantastic game. Like to me, that's a must own game on the Switch. We might have done an episode on it. You, you may have even, yes. Um, and I'm super late to the party, but, you know, we're having a blast, and it's so fun watching him get to enjoy it, because at least with Luigi, it's a new game for both of us, um, whereas, like, Super Mario World, I grew up with it, and he's he thinks I'm, like, the most amazing player when I know all the secret areas for the keys and the stars and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it's fun. I'm, I'm thankful for the switch to be able to share that with him. Um, one thing I want to mention to you guys, or ask a question before we move on. Do you think the 3D All-Star collection that's been doing extremely well is a precursor to maybe getting Nintendo 64 and Wii titles online, like with an app? GameCube as well. what I say?
2: Wii, you said n 64 and Wii.
0: Yes, and GameCube, I'm sorry. Yep, all three. Um, what do you think, Bear? Um,
2: it could be. I mean, it's proof that they obviously <laughs> have emulations to to run it and run it, for the most part, well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really depends on what Nintendo's plans are. And I, I know Nintendo's one of those companies that you sit there and go, this is logically sound. Why aren't you doing this? Mm-hmm. And they're already like 10 steps ahead of you. Without you knowing that they're ten steps ahead of you, like they have a master plan. I mean, just look at when, you know, the what A two M R came out, and like people were loving it in Nintendo, but a cease and desist, and everyone's like, "Why are you doing that?" Well, because they, they had Metroid: Samus Returns in the wings, and we just didn't know about it. Like they, right. they have plans. We just don't know. So, is this, you know, a new online service? You know, N sixty four, GameCube, stuff like that coming? Maybe. Does it does it bode well for you know? I would prefer they even did physical collections, you know, mm-hmm. of, of the N sixty four GameCube titles. Uh, there's so many great first party titles on those systems that are lost to time because they're the only way to play those games. They never got ported, and it's it'd be interesting to see what they do. I mean, obviously anything is possible, and again, it's Nintendo, so you, you can't count on them to do anything, whether it be logical or illogical. They're just Mm going to march to their own drum. But I do hope to see N64, GameCube, and Wii titles start coming over, especially being able to play them portably.
0: Do you ever wonder, like, there has to be at least one person in Nintendo's boardroom when they're having meetings about what games to do. I have to believe there's one guy going like, hey guys, like, compilation maybe? Like, maybe not table that idea again? Because I'm just, I'm always amazed you have, like, this history of Nintendo games, first-party, third-parties, whatnot, like, how are we just not seeing crazy compilations? Like, they could easily do that. They could make the NES Classic Collection and make, you know, put 20 games even, or 10 games. I mean, you probably could fit the majority of the entire library or all of it on one cartridge, but even yeah. if they didn't want to do that, how do we not see more compilations out there? Or
2: even if they're not gonna do compilations, play on it again. Remember when they did NES Remix? Let's yes. get that <laughs> Has a Wii U port that they haven't done yet. Two of yep. them, actually.
0: And how do we I not do have a Wario
2: see. game yet? Yeah, we need a WarioWare. Yep. We need a
1: Wario. Wario Land. I mean, now, my my only simple answer uh, to your question of on the e- or the scene N64 GameCube Wii is I really think that the Mario 3D All-Stars is a precursor to what we're going to hopefully see for Zelda and Metroid next year. Yeah. And that's it. Like, I, I don't... I don't think at this point they're going to go too far down the rabbit hole on the online when people just spent exorbitant amount of money and an exorbitant amount of people bought 3D All-Stars. And they just showed, all right, if we put 64 GameCube
2: and we on a cartridge, people will buy it. Right. Now, here's a question for you. You know, mentioning what you just said, Jeff, with uh, Zelda and Metroid. Many people know next year is Zelda and Metroid's 35th birthday. Mario, they had a big thing for the 35th. However, there was only one collection. Right. They only did a 3D All-Stars. They didn't do a a 2D All-Stars. So with that being said, for Metroid people are expecting, Metroid Prime Trilogy, do you also think we're going to get a 2D Metroid compilation to accompany it? And the same with Zelda. People are expecting the Wii U versions of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, and maybe Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask 3D to come over, um... Do you think there will also be a 2D version? Obviously, since Link's Awakening did really well with you know, the originals, Link to the Past, the Oracle games, stuff like that.
1: Couldn't they just throw it all on the same cartridge? Like, I mean, even with Mario, they could have put all the 2D games on
2: the same
0: cartridge. They could have.
2: Skews means more money. I mean, there's,
0: there's, there's, there's still a business. <laughs> I, I think for Metroid, we're definitely going to see the trilogy. You know, it's been rumored for a while. I think it had popped up on sites and then disappeared. I think the trilogy right. is... All, yeah, the Prime Trilogy is all but guaranteed. And you know that could be wrong, but I really do think we're going to see it. With Zelda, I wouldn't be surprised if they do the 3D collection. I, I really hope they, even if it's a standalone, I would love to see Wind Waker. But you know what? Even better, why not put Wind Waker with some of the other games at this point, since it's an older title. Um, but I definitely think we'll see some kind of compilation, what that's going to look like, and how many games. I honestly have no idea outside of the Metroid Prime Trilogy probably being a definite thing. Zelda, I really Mm. hope that we would see Ocarina Majora's Wind Waker together. Maybe even Twilight Princess, who knows? Well, just think,
1: though, anything that they've quote-unquote remastered, like Wii U, they're probably going to individually release. Um, Yeah. But, and because, like, 3D All-Stars, all three of those are not really, they're just redone, they're not remastered. Right. So, like, that's simply that's what nintendo's seemingly doing with those so anything that's been remastered will get its own um so when they do a zelda 3d all-stars it would be all of the ones that weren't remastered that's what i would Mm -hmm. hope for like skyward sword which literally would be the wii one and then you get um anything on you get ocarina and majora's mask that would be probably the 3 that they would throw on there and then you mm-hmm. get individual releases of Twilight and Wind Waker
2: which you want the N64 Ocarina Majora's or the, maybe the GameCube versions of them or the 3DS versions where they up the graphics I and mean all that.
1: of course the answer is the 3DS cuz the graphics were redone but if they did the giant version maybe the GameCube version or whatever and then just use the graphical fidelity and
0: assets from the 3D That'd uh, be- that That'd be fun.
2: Master Quest as well thrown in there.
0: Well, well like, while we anticipate what oh. may be coming out, there is a game that we know is coming out, and that's the Pigeon Dev Games Collection. Huh? See what I did there? Oh, <laughs> I, I do see what you did there. Another yeah.
2: compilation we're talking about here. Too. Exactly.
0: So and you
1: probably got explain explain to me, Lucy, um, <laughs> why uh, why we're doing such a craziness?
0: Yeah. So, who wants to start? Should I start? Mm-hmm. I could start. So, as you may or may not be aware of, we are premium edition games. We mm-hmm. publish physical Nintendo Switch games, and we already had done a pre-order for Super Blood Hockey, which was a lot of fun. And it's currently, and we can we've we've put out you know an email blast and, and mentioned this on previous episodes and on social media, but we submitted the game or lot check, which is a review from Nintendo to make sure you know there's no bugs or issues with the game itself for physical production, back during the pre-order window in August. So we were already working on this. And we are now, in November, still working on it because whoever they hired for Nintendo to test these games is like a wizard of some yes, kind he is. who's finding bugs that nobody knew existed. And while, yes, that delayed our ability to purchase the cartridges and, and get the production going... At the same time, it really does mean that you're going to get a most complete and clean-cut version of Super Blood Hockey, because all these even minor bugs are still bugs, and honestly, when you play a game, you want to have as few as possible. So, we're in the fifth round of submissions. We're hoping that (laughs) with our our new submission to them, it's going to be the last one, and as soon as they give us the go-ahead, we get to click that buy button and start the production of the carts. Um, So that's where we are with Super Blood Hockey it's it's coming all of
1: the art assets are already approved by Nintendo yes um just literally waiting on the rom to be completely bug free and finished and all that fun jazz
0: yeah so for anybody you know who's been wondering where it is and what the status is that's really what it is you know we're not this is not blaming anybody I'm glad they they now, found these you, items do you
1: know what my theory is JP no cuz there isn't any blaming to me as the Nintendo Switch is a modern console, Nintendo keeps updating all of the hard the software on the hardware. So mm-hmm. as they as Super Blood Oc, was released a couple years ago, I think when Nintendo did some of these updates and refinements and fixed all these bugs on the Switch, that there's some weird things that the game just is doing with the new hardware that causes a slight issue here with the sound or another slight issue here with another thing. So Mm -hmm. in reality, I think we're just playing to the, all right, we're releasing a game that's a couple years old and they just find a few things that we got to refine because the Switch's software, its version has been updated and there's some stuff that didn't exist before that do now because some of the stuff they found is, is pretty like, okay, how did we not find that before? Like, right. like, and I, that's my theory. It could be completely wrong, but that's my theory is that the, the Switch is updated and that's- they're, they're finding stuff.
0: And, and it's very possible. Um, I will say, you know, I know all of us on our end are going to be very happy when we get that approval notification and we're like, oh, good, we finally can just buy the game because that's literally what we're waiting on. I mean... Um, and it, it's it's frustrating because, you know, a lot of people don't know the behind the scenes all the time. They don't know what's going on or why there's a holdup. And, you know, sometimes things are really just beyond somebody's control. But at the same time, that doesn't mean we're slowing down or stopping what we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. And with that said, as Jeff mentioned, all the assets are ready to go with the packaging facility and getting all that stuff ready. You know and what
1: you didn't say is that we started both super blood hockey and pigeon dev at the same time so we try to do all of our releases in pairs and hopefully we can keep that going in the future um and pigeon dev submitted and approved
0: (laughs) just saying so so right and this just happened this week like we started in august Mm -hmm. we got the final approval last week and that's why you know we put out that announcement saying Hey, the cartridges are ordered and are being manufactured for Pigeon Dev, and we just had thought that Super Blood Hockey would also be happening at the same time.
1: So we almost while, thought it would be in hand by this time because we figured December was a long shot, and we'd have it a month early. <laughs> yeah. I think what is
0: funny though, and you guys are gonna have to correct me if I'm wrong, but we may be the first limited indie publisher company to have our second game, number you know number number two in our lineup, as our first release game. Which, uh, you know, okay, I'm going to take that as a little award to ourselves. You know, we did something different. But, yeah, we definitely didn't anticipate this uh, switch up. Switch, aha. Uh-huh. So just make but- sure,
1: listeners, when you find JP at a convention, you give him the shame bell and make him walk around. <laughs> shame <laughs> award. <laughs> no, there's, there's been multiple companies that have released their games out of, out of sequence. Because I remember... Um, there was a game uh, from Limited Run that was released way later because they had some delays. It was not their first and second game, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but but they definitely like it was like four or five released four or five yeah. on their on um on their release for the Switch was like they just had a, a big big old delay and it was released in like number twelve or something.
0: <laughs> well, still yeah, still numbered with their original numbering. um and- me, still uh, <laughs> only the best by was out so far. That's that's very true. And you know what? I are can we say that this is never gonna happen again? Absolutely not. It's probably going to keep happening. And you know, it's 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 a learning thing for us as a as a new Nintendo Switch physical publishing company that delays are gonna happen and you know we have to manage our expectations and everybody else's to the best of our ability. But mm-hmm. the good news is, you know, Pigeon Dev Games Collection is on its way it's being manufactured we're getting everything ready to get that out the door you know as soon as it arrives um but with that said we did have to change up a little bit of what we previously announced so if i think i um, think
1: we changed some really cool stuff which i'm excited about and apparently what we posted everybody's excited for (laughs) what we posted so i think we found just out of necessity which we'll explain why here um i think we found something that's really awesome
0: yeah so I'm gonna. I'm going to assume that you listeners did not see the press announcement, which is perfectly <laughs> fine because we're going to explain everything here. Um, but Pigeon Dev, the premium edition, was supposed to be in hand. That's what we put in our direct video. You know, we were very happy that it would be our first game in hand, and you know, we did have to change that to a pre-order model. Um, and the reason we did that is really what we said before. We thought we would have had the game already at this time and not just in the stages of the cartridges being manufactured. So instead of waiting you know, another month or two, or even longer depending on shipping and whatnot, to have the game on our site, we decided to change it to a pre-order. That way we can get everybody's orders in, get all that stuff squared away. Um, and I, I'm actually going to just be blunt and address something that I've seen on social media. This is not a Peter Paypal situation. Like Super Blood Hockey, we're just waiting to be able to buy it because of nintendo pigeon dev we bought already um and we're not announcing anything else right now these are the two games so this is not a we need to do a pre-order to pay for previous items that's not the case at all it just happened to be with timing and whatnot so i really want to say that because i think a lot of people have a misconception sometimes when you know companies make changes um so i just wanted to get it out there i don't know if you two want to add anything before we keep going on that matter <laughs>
2: i mean Things, things happen sometimes you can't foresee them happening, and you have to have you know an alternate way of doing things. Yep. and it's unfortunate. Uh, you know this year has been especially hard on everybody and and while you know we absolutely wanted to have it in hand, there there's only so much we can do. and and had things gone to plan and, and Nintendo approved super blood hockey right away, we would have had super blood hockey out and we would have had this ready to yep. go yep. but situation didn't line up and we want to make sure that we get stuff out there for everybody and you know pigeon dev looks awesome and really proud of it and just to be able to offer it to people i just hope that you know they they realize that and they, they listen to this and they say oh you know it, that this is one of those just unfortunately uh, situations mm-hmm. where was out of our hands it was all in nintendo's hands and uh you know just says all right we, we, we're gonna back you still we're gonna support you still because you know we we want to get these games out to you yeah
1: i'm almost like is there really much difference between the month of in hand and on order release because the game's on order so, I mean, we're really mm-hmm. just a little bit off, and this just allows people because there's the lull because we thought we would have Super Blood Hockey. Right. Um, that's, I mean, we're just putting it up and letting people. We've had lots of people ask us to buy Pigeon Dev already. They're like, it's sold out, and like yeah. all the time. And it's like, hey, well, we can put it up. Like, that's cool. Like, I mean, we have it on order, it's coming. <laughs> like, I our ship date from Nintendo for these cartridges is like this month. So, right. um, at that point, keep in mind, there's still, like, we, ha- we, uh, combine everything at the at a packaging facility, and then Nintendo approves the games. So, like, you send them a certain amount to Nintendo of America, and then they look at them all, and then they approve it. Um, right. so there's a little bit of a process there, but, like, th- it's pretty close. Like, we're hoping, you know, we get everything before Christmas, but, um... That being said, we're not going to push out something if it's not ready as well. Right. So, if we get something in the mail, like, the slipcase is come, and there's, like, a big old dent on the side, or a big old scratch, or something that comes up on every single one, like, yeah, we're going to have to reprint, or do whatever. Like, you've seen Sorry. that time and time again across, like, different publishers, and yep. we're going to be the same level. We're, we're not going to push something out fast, beca- mm-hmm. just because, um... And I do know that our slip cases, uh, they do have a little bit of time that they take to print. Um they are in printing though. Um mm-hmm. I don't even know if JP knows that. They're they're in printing officially. <laughs> um I know now. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that I means that is the everything. Everything mm-hmm. is in creation right now. It should all show up at the same time and be created and sent over to Nintendo to for yeah. approval.
0: So So Pigeon Dev Games Collection. So this was Mm -hmm. part of our Direct, and it's going to be four games in one, and it's the first time that these four games are going to be put together in one collection. So this is from the developer Pigeon Dev, and it's going to be Awesome P 1 and 2, Bucket Knight, and Explosive Jake. And we have seen Awesome P 1 and 2 released individually on the PS4 for both games, together on the Vita as one collection, and now on the Switch, it's coming, but with two bonus games, which are the two that I mentioned. So we're really excited that we get to create this compilation that you know doesn't exist until the Switch version. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, with that said, we initially mentioned that there's going to be a premium edition and a deluxe. And you know through internal discussions and just minimum order quantities and whatnot, we created a new middle tier called the Retro Edition. It's um. a
1: simple reason, JP. We can we can tell everybody the simple reason. Um, we only are doing a thousand of the deluxes because you know it's a pretty hefty tier, but it has that giant um strategy guide with it, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and the minimum order quantity on steelbooks is two thousand. So we're yep. like JP and I are racking our brains like how do we how do we do the, like allow people to get the steelbooks without just like throwing up steelbooks on the website or something, which would be like the laziest way to do it like i wouldn't yep. want to do it that way um J- and jp's like let's do a retro tier and yep. literally not creating new items because right. what we're going to always do is everything feeds into each other so yep the premium edition has all the items that are in the premium edition that that goes into the retro edition with extra stuff and that retro edition goes into the deluxe edition with extra stuff.
0: Right. Yep. And I and you know what we've we've seen it where sometimes there are exclusive items to one tier versus another and you know we're we're not like that. If whatever version you want to buy is perfectly fine, but if you go for the higher tier, so the retro or the deluxe, we want to make sure that everything below that is included. And I'm really glad we can offer that because you know some people just like the retro boxes. They like just the steel books and now they can go with that Retro Edition, which is the fifty nine ninety five, if you want to spend a little bit more and you get the three hundred plus page hardcover book, the the premium edition collector case that's going to hold the retro edition in it with a CD with an enamel pin, you can get that for ninety nine ninety five and you know for a little bit more you're getting a lot of extra content. But at the same time, you know you have to see what kind of collector you are, what in what appeals to you, and this just gives options, but. You know, just like Jeff said, there's nothing exclusive in the in one versus the other, um, outside of like the deluxe having everything. If that Mm -hmm. makes sense, so you know, we want to keep in mind,
1: like we're limiting the amount that there are, just so that way we can have items for the premium editions and stuff. Because otherwise, if we did like a ton of items, we would have to go well beyond the minimum order, and. Like, we will offer the, the strategy guide by itself, but it's a, it's a $40 strategy guide. So if you think about it, the retro edition is $59.95, and strategy guide is 40 bucks. That's the price of the deluxe edition. In deluxe edition, you're getting all mm-hmm. of the extra things. You're getting the slipcase with the book that fits the whole deluxe edition box in there. The yep. Deluxe edition box is a deluxe box that is faux leather. It's and we put on some of the promo stuff Neo Geo AES, it's by the same facility that made the original AES boxes, but it's going to have more art in there. And right. like our one of our artists, Erica, like she's doing all the layouts and like she's. Uh, JP told her yesterday, go all ham on the, the Nintendo-y yeah. stuff. <laughs> that,
0: that, <laughs> like, so. that, that's the word we're using. She's Because you know what? One of the, <laughs> and, and this is why we mention it like this. One of the questions that came up on social media uh-huh. was, I don't understand. You have a Nintendo NES-style box. It's a Nintendo Switch game. Why is it a Neo Geo case? Is this just a lazy, random thing that you're putting together? And you know what? I'll apologize. Like It is, like Jeff said, from the original manufacturers of the Neo geo case it's it's that style but it's a nintendo game and the packaging is going to reflect that we're using their case because it holds our our retro box really nicely inside of it along with the other goodies um it's going to look really neat on the shelf because it's all going to be the same height um and that's that's what appeals to us um we like that kind of packaging but it's absolutely going to have a nintendo e and we're going to Coined that term, um, and we told Erica, <laughs> "Go to town, make it as Nintendo-y as you want, because it's a Nintendo game. We're a Nintendo Switch physical publisher, um, so I think so that I think. Let's know, scale us, it that, back,
1: though, JP. Like, what is different, or what is in the retro edition?
0: What's in the retro? So you're going to get the retro-style box, and in this one, it's going to look similar to a black box NES case mm-hmm. or a box itself, like with the design. Inside, you're getting an official. And I'm probably going to butcher their name: Scanavo, Scanavo, Steelbook. <laughs> so these are the official ones. Official um, Steelbook, but, yep. But what's different, and someone's going to have to correct me if I'm wrong, it may be the first time that a Steelbook's image is going to be landscape for the Switch, um, because all of them are normally you know standing up and you see the portrait. For us, it's a retro-style TV mm-hmm. um, with the four games' names you know as selectable options, like an image on the TV screen with, you know, character images of the four games. Uh, it's going to have uh, the knobs from, like, an old TV, the speaker holes, and we're doing our best to really make it pop. So what that means is, you know, we're working with the Steelbook Company. Whatever you can feel, like, the textures, things like that, for it to pop out, we're absolutely going to go crazy all with this one. that
1: embossed and debossed, JP. So, like, Thank literally, you for the like, there's, like, speaker holes, and those should be, you know, embossed and then debossed little... Um, little knobs and things on the tv and you can blame me for the red tv because i used to have a red tv just (laughs) like that as a kid
0: (laughs) and i and i gotta say like erica i mean her eye for just creativity is just like to me it's like second to none you know Mm -hmm. she she showed this to us and i'm just like i can't picture our steel book for this release being anything different than Mm -hmm. what she put together and um and so with the retro edition that's what it's going to entail what I said is 59.95 and with the with the game itself it's everything that you would get if you bought just the premium edition so that is a slip cover that's the case with the double sided insert that's the challenge card that's the full color manual so you're getting all of that and um,
1: still a surprise that we we refuse to yeah. talk about
0: Yeah I um I can't wait yeah, I know. You know, we're one of those companies where it's like, oh, you're just going to have to wait and see. But honestly, there's something that we did not advertise. Mm-hmm. It's nothing that's, you know. Never posted architect- a picture of it. No. It's a, it's a free thing that we're including with our releases that I just, I cannot wait for people to see. Because, um, you know, Jeff showed it to me. He came up with the idea. And it's, it's one of those things now where I'm like, yeah, I can't see our releases ever not having that now. So, mm-hmm. It's going to be exciting, uh, and and you get that at any level. So premium, retro, deluxe, it's, it's going to be there, which is really nice.
1: Um, yeah, because so JP had to spoil
2: our, our uh, challenge patches. So.
0: <laughs> Barry, was I wrong to let people know about the challenge card?
2: Look, when we first discussed them, we discussed that we were going to keep it as a surprise <clears throat> for that first release to come out and people do unboxings, and what is this? Oh my god, this is so cool. And uh, that obviously didn't come to fruition because you spoiled it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got him. (laughs) (laughs) You you, you ask me a question, you're going to get an answer. (laughs) But I'm saying, was it the right thing to let people know about it? Was it the right thing? Uh, You know what? (laughs) You think
2: think it should have been the secret. I don't think that that is the selling point. I don't think there's anybody out there, and I could be wrong, that's like, you know what, I was on the fence about super blood hockey but that challenge card is the thing that's the uh-huh. so deal it was a nice little extra it's a cool bonus, bonus that i like it was cool bonus exactly yeah um but i don't think that's that was a true selling point to to convince somebody over the edge so mm-hmm. it would be nice to keep it a secret uh were you wrong and that's completely subjective i would have preferred to keep it a secret personally but okay. It
0: okay. Is- so i will so two things one I'm definitely not going to spoil the other thing, then. That's going to be a that's going to be a secret. And you know what? Even when I do my unboxing, I may not even show it. I'll let somebody else uh, be the one to reveal. We'll have to see. With the challenge card, to me, I love it. And I know that talking with you know other people, I think it's I think it's going to be a really fun idea. That I don't think everyone really fully sees how fun it it can be. The fact that you know you open the game, you get this card that nobody knows what the challenge on the back of it is until that first person opens it up and most likely will share it. And if this wasn't my company, it'd be me that would be the one sharing it. Um, because I think it's awesome. You play a game, you, you do something in that game, and the company is going to mail you something for free. And it's literally like back in the day with like the cereal boxes for me. You know, you get enough uh, clips or whatever, you mail away for that exclusive toy, but the difference is you have to pay shipping and handling. We're giving this to you for free. We are mailing this out on our dime, and I think it's going to be fun because it's just another physical item that I did confirm with Jeff. fits in the case. I had to make sure yes, that you does. can slide this patch into the case. Um, but it's just like a thank you for playing the game. and To me, that's a really nice compliment to the developers of the game because it's like, hey, you're going to actually play my game that you're buying. You're not just putting it on the shelf, hopefully. Um, and for the people who do open it up and play the game and show us that they beat the challenge, we literally give you a physical thank you. I think that's awesome, um, and I think I think it's going to take that first release for people to see the card, for the first patch to get mailed out, to start really seeing that this is a community that we're building. We're not just making releases and moving on. We really want people to be part of this community of playing the games that we're putting out, um, talking with the developers, the digital publishers, everybody involved. And this is to me, this is how you do it. Um, so. I'm excited for it. I I really can't wait uh, for them to start going out and being shared. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's. So the JP, you and- just got to be
1: not be the first one to do the unboxing. I know, and, and then that's you can hard. show then you can show the uh, the secret treat. I know,
0: I, I and you know me, I love JP. Doing unboxing. Just has to
1: be that influencer, Barry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just to. I- have- I love sharing physical games from companies. All right, so that is the Premium and the Retro, and then we have the Deluxe Edition. So, Jeff, why don't you explain the Deluxe Edition? So the Deluxe Edition will take the Premium Edition, the Retro Edition,
1: combined together, because obviously the Premium Edition goes inside the Retro Edition with the Steelbook, and then there's a tray inside of that Neo Geo-style uh, Deluxe mm-hmm. case that also will have a official soundtrack in there, Um, Which we're going to have, you know, a cardboard sleeve, official soundtrack, so it fits in there perfectly, as well as an enamel pin and any other goodies that the developer may want to put in there. Um, Mm. um, We are thinking holistically of what kind of cool premium edition card we can do that will literally just go with everything that we can Mm pop top, you know, toss in the box as well. Um, And then that goes with the strategy guide and so the premium strategy guides that we're doing we're doing with a It steve who just released the friday the 13th book which has now been shipped out to everyone across the world Love um it. and literally is going to have strategy guide for all four games awesome p1 awesome p2 uh, explosive jake and bucket Knight. and i've seen now the bucket Knight like layouts and they look amazing for the guides and we're doing the the game the guide the legacy so we're going to be talking about the whole history of pigeon dev and all the different games um the background on them all we've done interviews with uh with the developer and everything and it's going to be a really fun look into the legacy of the developer go into the games um in i'm gonna have to relook at the um the challenge that we initially had because Mm -hmm. um, it was to beat uh, one of the final levels of the speed run time that'll be in the guide, which we would also publish outside the guide for people. Um, Mm -hmm. However, Steve's going to break the world record on all those. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like damn it steve <laughs> like, like don't do it <laughs> yeah, i can't have people go up against a speedrunning champion <laughs> <laughs> so in order to get our patch no big deal just gotta break the world <laughs> record
1: on a game <laughs> like, i was like oh god come on if now. you
0: beat steve's record you get all of our
2: games <laughs> you get a patch <laughs> you get it. Change that to all JP's games. Don't blame me in there. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> ah, JP's games
0: are gone. This is Jeff. He's going to make the card, not tell me. I'm going to open it up, do an unboxing. Be like, all right, guys, don't tell Jeff. Here's the challenge. Beat the game and get JP's games. And I'll be like, oh, shit. JP's collections. <laughs> no, I am. Um, so that's ninety nine, ninety five. Uh, What we said before, is going to be 1000 A 1000 quantity limit for the deluxe, the retro, and then... Don't what forget, say, though, Jeff, JP, for the, uh, like we
1: have the, the the it guide, does. right? The guide in the, in the Neo Geo-style deluxe case, but that's going to go inside of a hard cardstock slip case. So yep. our normal slip case is the traditional-style um, slip cases that you have for the Switch, and it does fit in a retro protection sleeve if you want to protect your boxes. I confirmed awesome. that because I may have them in hand, Barry. <Doctor>. <laughs> but they definitely fit it's a snug fit but they fit um and then but the hard card stock that goes around it uh jp might have shared us a mock-up that we're gonna have live on tuesday and it looks straight out of konami nes era and i was like ooh. if that's the style if ooh. that's the final style so well, to change. i like that style and it may go on
0: something <laughs> <laughs> it may go on something regardless it goes on that slipcase but <laughs> so so just to let people know, um, just like with Super Blood Hockey and our future releases, U.S. customers will be able to purchase this directly from premiumeditiongames.com. Mm-hmm. Anybody outside of the U.S., so that's Canada and the rest of the world, Video Games Plus is our exclusive partner. Um, so for anybody internationally, you're going to go to Video Games Plus on their website, same time, same date. So it's going live for pre-order on Tuesday, November 10th at 10 a.m., Eastern Standard Time, and to answer somebody else's questions that I've been seeing, they are carrying the exact same items that we are. So I think people were a little concerned, you know, would the Retro Edition just be on our website and the Deluxe? The answer is no. They are our partner, um, so anything we're carrying, they're carrying as well. Um, so you don't you know, have to worry about missing out on anything. Um, other than that, you know, I gave the time and date, we gave the quantities. I, I actually wanted to do something a little different uh if you guys are up for it did you play the game this no (laughs) no sorry for the uh going off my wife's not answering her phone a little different he played Um, it (laughs) i kind of want to do semi mean tweet reads if you're up for it because we can answer some questions at the same time and maybe address some concerns would you guys be up for that (laughs)
1: yeah oh yeah let's hear the mean tweets am i allowed to get mad jp or do i have to be nice
0: we're gonna stay professional, and at the oh point, no, that's so fun! It's social media, so I'm gonna read the the handle names of the people because you know, they were nice enough to make these posts. So I think we should address them, you know, personally. And all I'm gonna say is the only rule is let's be respectful because you know what? <laughs> Everyone's allowed to have their concerns and remember, questions. Remember, I'll meet our you job in the parking to do lot. The best of our ability <laughs> um, doesn't mean I can't read them in the mean way. Just means we don't have to answer them in the mean way. Oh, so I'll, I will
2: find them in the parking lot.
0: No, no, no.
2: You're going to go all Jonzo right. and Bob on there, aren't you?
0: No, no. <laughs> all right, so these were on Twitter. If you guys know of any other ones that you want to read afterwards, that's fine. But I had a few on Twitter that, you know, it's just easier to respond to here. So, at CollectorLady98, hmm. how is this a pre-order when it's limited? You told us this would be in hand. I was hoping to finally buy something from you, but you still haven't shown you can ship anything or produce anything. Mm-hmm. This is very heartbreaking. Sad emoji. Um, so I'll, I'll start, and then you guys just jump in if I miss anything. So, how is this a pre-order when it's limited? It's a limited pre-order. Um, <laughs> we, have a set, we have a set quantity. Wow. Um,
2: talk about defining something with using the the, de- the word itself. What? I said talk about defining something by using the word itself.
1: Yeah, this I is mean, a
2: limited pre-order by being a printed limited order. Aren't <laughs> so, all?
1: Aren't all in so, theory? Aren't all pre-orders not in hand? Yes okay just
0: just making sure we we said this would be in hand Mm -hmm. i was hoping to finally buy something but you haven't shown that you can ship or anything or produce so two Mm -hmm. things one is you're right it was supposed to be in hand you know we explained unfortunately it's not anymore even if it was in hand it was still always going to be a limited quantity now Um, let's use uh can we use definitives
1: you haven't shipped anything. I've literally shipped see. out thousands of the Switch Collector Volume 1. They said anything. They didn't say yeah. a Switch game. You could, that is very correct. Okay. We have not been able to get it. a Switch game in hand yet. Right. But I've been right. swi- shipping out printed books for the last six years. And I've never missed a, s- a
0: launch window. And don't forget JP Bay. I saw lots of stuff on Twitter, and JP everyone Bay. has gotten it with a business card. Um, Does anybody else besides for us know it's JP Bay? <laughs> no. <laughs> they do now. And JP? actually, JP's uh, Black Friday sale is going to be starting soon. Oh, God. So I have a lot of stuff to give or sell, I guess. But anyway, so this is very heartbreaking. So again, I know Collector Lady 98 was a little hesitant with Super Blood Hockey. Unfortunately, that was delayed. We did have to change it for Pigeon Dev. Mm. She may or may not, you know, support us in the future. I hope she gives us a chance. And I told her, you know, when she made her very first post back in August, the best thing you can do is wait and mm-hmm. just watch us. Give us a follow, yeah. see what we're all about. And if it's, you know, if we're a right fit for your collecting needs and and what we're putting out, definitely pick up a copy. If not, that's perfectly fine. You got to be happy with what you're spending your money on, and you have to feel comfortable with the companies that you're giving your money to. And, um, and, to be very
1: blunt, mm-hmm. we have no problem with people waiting until we have it in hand. I exactly. mean, that's if fine. Like, that's yeah. cool. You can absolutely wait, and once you see that we're shipping them out, then you make the decision if you want to support us or not. That's cool. If it's still in, if it's still in stock. True.
2: And she's totally right. I mean, this is something that we failed on our promise and wasn't done purposely, but, yeah. you know, we failed it. And we, we, we're we sorry. You know, that's all we could do. So... Yeah, as, as I said, just, just wait and see if you if you want to wait and see what when we get it in hand and ship it out and other people get it and you say, "Wow, that is cool." I do want to support you because it's definitely coming. It's just unforeseen circumstances delayed it. So. Yeah you know, I I feel terrible that we couldn't uphold that promise, especially because that's, that's, you know, one of those things I I even said in the (laughs) direct, I believe, and uh, absolutely we're going to make it up by getting those games out there. It's just going to take just a tad longer, unfortunately.
1: And we absolutely weighed in before we made the decision to go for the pre-order. Like, we weighed the the differences, and like, all right, do we just not do anything for an entire month and just sit here and and twiddle our thumbs or do we actually allow people to interact and get their copies pre-ordered so that way when we get them in hand as soon as possible they're able to get them immediately so i mean we made the decision to uh continue making progress with the company
0: yeah all right so next person at full metal Edward two, mm. nice female alchemist. Like that show. He said, "Seems he ha- he wrote a few things, so we'll address each one." So first oh, is seems like an odd game to do a hundred dollar collector edition for. Is there actual demand for it? And I wrote, "Hi, um, mm. I'll do my best to answer your questions." One, we think so. We're fans of the games and do believe the book we're putting together, along with the other items, is a very fair price considering this is a three hundred plus page book covering all four games, interviews, artwork, etc um and i you know i didn't even have enough room in here to mention the cd the case the slip cover i mean you're getting a lot of stuff for that hundred dollars um on top of a 40 a 40 game so i we definitely believe it is
1: um next plus like we do have one um major thing when it comes to any game that we sign to release is that we have to all love it Exactly. And so, like, I love Austin P1 and 2. Um, Bucket Knight's cool, and, and Explosive Jake are cool, and they're bonuses. Yeah. That's, like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I love awesome P1 and 2, though. Those two are, like, yeah. really fun retro-style Game Boy platforms. Very minimalistic and, and fun.
0: I think also one thing, I think everyone just needs to realize sometimes is that, you know, what we love and what you love are not mm-hmm. always going to match, and that is perfectly A-OK. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, to me, I get defensive when I hear people going like, this is a stupid game, this is a shovelware. And not not this one specifically, but in general, where people go, this is shovelware or this. It's like, well, to be fair, I mean, yeah, maybe some games are shovelware, and we can, the whole community can agree on that. But when you just don't like a game because it's not your genre, it's not your style, it's not your aesthetic, it doesn't make it a bad game. It just makes it a game that's really not meant for you. And I think people get mad when it's a physical because they're either full-set collectors and they feel obligated now to buy this when they don't want to, or they feel that why is this game coming out when another game isn't? And, there, I mean, that's a whole episode in itself why some games just don't get physicals, and it has nothing to do with, you know, picking one game over another. But to us, these are fun games. These these harken back to, like, the retro times that, you know, Jeff mentioned. Like, we love those, the, the Game Boy era, the NES era, the simple challenging platformers i mean that appealed to us and right that that first gate is we have to like the game now whether you're gonna like the game and this is to everyone listening that's up to you i mean you have to watch the trailers you have to see the gameplay you have to see if it's something that you're going to enjoy and if you enjoy it buy it if you don't that's okay like um to me i just always get confused when people get mad because it's like (laughs) nobody's forcing you you know what i mean like, we're not making you buy anything. We're making a game that we love. And we But think. are are they mad,
1: or are you just reading the tweet in an angry way, JP? No, I mean,
0: Bear, <laughs> I've seen it. you've seen it on in Discord and on other groups. Like, people get mad when so a game let's, is coming let's out. That be, um.
1: Let's be honest, though. I am completely that person that doesn't check any of this stuff online. <laughs> yeah. Because so JP Barry, doesn't let wrong, me. He doesn't respond? let me. JP says I'm not allowed to because I can't respond, so I'm not allowed to look at anything. That's
0: true. barry what do you think do you see people getting mad sometimes at just a game coming out i
2: mean yes and no i I don't think it's legit anger i think it's like for full set collectors for example um you know you and i are are two of them you know the new paw patrol just came out this week you know for you it's probably like oh i'm buying it but i also have kids for me i don't have kids and I'm still buying it. I still have it, actually. I just bought it um, because I have to out of obligation. Um, I have zero interest in playing that game. Down the road, when I have kids and they're old enough, and you know, we, we might pop it in. Maybe they'll enjoy it. But yeah, it, it it's like a double edged sword. It's like, ooh, this game is getting announced. It's awesome. Oh, but I have to now buy it. Mm-hmm. And with. A lot of the shovelware, a lot of the the lesser games, um, it kind of does suck, especially buying them all separately. Talking Mm -hmm. about, you know, even this collection. This collection, you're getting four games in one, which is awesome. And if they don't appeal to you, that's on you. I mean, Mm -hmm. millions of people out there play the new Assassin's Creed or the new Call of Duty every year, and and they don't appeal to me. There's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that. We all have our taste. We're all going to play what we enjoy. Right. Um, but if you look at previous releases of of these games, at least the Awesome P, they either came just the Awesome P's or separately, and you know, out of obligation, I had to buy them again there too. So it, it, it double edged sucked. But yeah. these are good games. Are they AAA amazing games? No. Will they be the best games for you? I can't say. Everyone has different tastes. Just enjoy mm-hmm. what you like. And you know what? If you want to wait and see, wait and see. But yeah. to get angry because some you know a game is coming out. It it seems petty because the world doesn't revolve around you. And again, we all have different tastes. The same people who, oh, you know what, I, I think Mario 3D All-Stars was a was a you know a, a quick cash cow or a lazy port and I didn't like it and I'm not buying it, blah, blah, blah. There's oh, millions of people out there that are just like, you know what, I'm loving it. could be all those things, I'm having fun. And there's no reason to piss on other people's enjoyment. So take it as is
0: yeah i completely I mean, even with paw patrol it, to, uh, it's funny like you know to you it's like uh, it's another release that i have to get for yep. me i'm like i'm really excited cuz that's going to be my son's birthday present and yeah. the first paw patrol game for the switch was his first game he ever played on his own and beat because they made it in a way that is perfect for a 3 4 year old to go left to right to solve some puzzles you can't die and it's a show that you know he related to because he watched it and to me you completionist (laughs) collectors
1: (laughs) yeah i'm over here like oh paw patrol another game i don't have to buy yeah and here's the thing that's the same thing for us if you don't like this stuff that's cool
0: exactly (laughs) like i mean the one thing that i can say confidently is that you know, Jeff, Barry, I, the entire team, we're never gonna sign the game that we don't like, you know, just because and we've had that already where there's been games that you look at just the scores on Metacritic, they're in the eighties, nineties. Like they're popular games that would probably do really well. And to us, the genre didn't appeal to us, the style, the the graphics, the the story. And I, I mean Jeff, you can you can attest to this. Like we went back and forth about whether we should do it because, you know, <laughs> there's the business side of like let's make sure these games are coming out and could we get behind the game and give it the, the right kind of release that it deserves? Mm-hmm. And, you know, those are going to clash sometimes, but we are not going to sign games that we don't believe in. Um, and I don't, I mean, to oh, me, no, that, we, that, we
1: go back and forth. There are way more games that we haven't signed than have signed. And not everything was on our side. Some stuff was on right. the developer side or whatever, but there are a lot of games that we've had to pass on just simply because we're like, well, it's not going to fit what we're doing
0: exactly
1: and like awesome p1 and 2 and and bucket Nine, supposed to jake the pigeon dev collection they fit our style like we love the retro style i love the retro style jp loves retro style barry loves the retro style jerry loves the rpgs too um (laughs) (laughs) but that being said though it fits everything and it is a really cool way to showcase what we have coming um and Again, we're doing a Mac, a multi-application card. Like, it has four games all on one, which is something that's unprecedented in the ESRB territories. We've seen it elsewhere. But yep. we're just kind of going forward and showing that, hey, if you're a developer, you want to come with us, we can do multiple games on one and do a really cool thing with it.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, so going back to full metal, uh, person. So not to be a negative Nancy... But $100 collector edition seems like an especially hard sell when 90% of the contents aren't even ready to be shown yet. This kind of flies <laughs> in the face of what you'd previously said about this release, that it would be or go on go on sale once in hand. And then he said, and I'll, I'll combine the last one, is there a reason you went back on that and not only released it before it or your previous games were in hand, but before all the marketing materials were even done? So I said, um, so I responded here. Uh-oh, and what did you respond with, J.P.? So I said, I think I answer the this in my previous comment, but we're mainly holding back the artwork and designs just to build some fun hype for release day, Which obviously, Mm -hmm. on Tuesday, you're going to see everything, and you know we may even show it the night before. But in reality, we purposely silhouetted some of the images because why show everything when you don't have to right now? I mean, and we made Konami
1: style like it looks awesome like that. Yeah, and
0: one of the and to me, it's you know that's the marketing guy Mm -hmm. in me. It's like you don't reveal all your cards at once. Um, and it's fun to say, like, hey, you know, when it goes live, you're gonna see everything, and and maybe you'll have that wow, like that, like that wow factor when somebody sees the the full image. Um, so that was just a purely marketing decision on our end. I'm sorry if you know we didn't show everything. It, it has nothing to do with it not being ready. It's more just wait and see. Um, the other item that I said is that, um, this wasn't the case. Oh, and then he said, as a consumer, it makes me worried that you need sales from this to fund the previous release, which just creates an endless chain of robbing Peter to pay Paul. This makes me very worried about my previous purchase. And I said this wait, wasn't wait, the
1: wait. case. He said robbing from Peter to pay Paul?
0: Yeah. What do you mean? So, opening up Pigeon Dev to be able to pay for Super Blood Hockey.
1: No, Super Blood Hockey is already covered. Like, we're opening exactly. up Pigeon Dev to pay for Pigeon Dev, and, I mean, we've already paid for it, so we're literally reimbursing what we've paid for.
0: And I I wrote, this actually isn't the case at all. We would have already purchased the cartridges for Super Blood Hockey if the log check had been approved. Sadly, we're on our fifth rounds with Nintendo due to them finding bugs. And the developer, Lauren Lemke, responded um, to the person and said, it's not Premium Edition's fault. I am the developer of Super Blood Hockey, and I missed some small bugs during development and testing, which has slowed stuff down. Premium Edition has been hustling and working hard, but Nintendo's wizard-like QA team keeps unearthing obscure bugs, which is absolutely true. Like we mentioned before hired.
1: in an old episode, it was, like, the damn Konami code that they pulled out. Like, <laughs> like for some of these bugs they found, it was, like, like putting in a, simp- a, a, like, specific amount of different button presses and things.
0: Yep. And also, okay, so that was that and then
1: there was one other person so so wait a second though like robbing from peter to pay paul i love that comment because like literally what they want us to do jp is sit and wait for pigeon to to come in hand and like so we've already paid for it yet we should just let interest on what we've (laughs) put forward just accumulate so we have to pay more back yeah. Like that's literally like if we if we launch this this month, that's less interest we have to pay on what we've already put out of you know our own pockets because we're a startup company, like we we literally like we want us to accumulate interest like that's so such a selfish comment, like what?
0: <laughs> I hear you, and you know what it, i yeah, I sometimes I wonder, you know why people are very skeptical especially like to me we've had one company are, are you really surprised
1: warn collectors
0: that people would be yes. su- like they
1: i mean in reality they can be but like the those weird comments like robbing from peter to paypal it's like yeah no
0: i mean i mean i'll be honest like you go you go onto best buy's website you go onto amazon how many pre-orders are we paying for uh, amazon's a bad choice let's do GameStop or um just you know other sites you pay up front, and it's a pre-order. Pre-orders mm-hmm. get delayed. More games come out. A company does not wait for one game. You know, we are going as slow as we can, and we have to keep moving forward with the Super Blood Hockey delay. But, I mean, mm-hmm. when do you really see one company making one game and waiting for it to come out, and they don't even announce their next games yet? We're at least, you know, doing our best to not even state, you know, 2021's full lineup until we have... We might
1: have a few games uh, that yeah. we're, we want to announce, but literally we're just going to... Not yet. Ooh.
0: Ooh. But again, I'm going to say we are a new company. Um, In terms of physical Switch production, we're new. In terms of books and the retro games that Jeff has worked on in the past, I would say seasoned at this point with how many years are under his belt. Um, And to me, this is still like those first small uh, first game issue items. Like they will get resolved and that confidence will be there once, you know, we can finally show the cartridges once they arrive. We can send out the games. I appreciate everyone's patience and support so far. Um, For those who do know us or those who are finding out about us, um, these are not delays that we wanted, nor does anybody else want. Uh, We're doing the best we can with them, and you know we're still going to move forward, and I think people will be very happy with what our final product is going to be that you'll be holding in your hands very soon.
1: Um, (laughs) Ridiculousness is what we're releasing. So... I just like it, and the other thing was is that I was, and we went back and forth on the uh, the Black Box style for mm-hmm. the Pigeon Dev Retro, and then I alt because I I mean, I've been part of the NES homebrew and aftermarket community for a while, and it always seems like everybody defaults to that, but being a first release, I do like the Black Box. It's our first one. It's actually mm-hmm. like an intro to our first uh, year of releases. It's pretty cool, yeah. actually. It's a really good aesthetic, and um. You know we're gonna when we said it's a retro style box. We're not gonna do NES style for every single one because right. like a robot named Fight is a Metroidvania Rogavania style. So I mean we're gonna be doing some like Metroidvania looking stuff for that one, which is gonna be a bad, badass yeah. cover. So last person on Twitter. Oh, we got this more? Is... I thought you. I thought you closed that <laughs> out. You wanna hurt our feelings? More. Last
0: one. You more. see this Barry? He last... just wants to beat us down. Last one, guys. This is my Hero Goku 99. So this was two two things he wrote. Uh, why is this gang a Neo Geo case? Who is making the case? Will there be an ESRB rating on the box and slipcover? The Neo Geo with NES doesn't make any sense and feels like you just made up ideas on the spot. Why are you going all in on this when it's not very good? And then he and then the, the one problem I have with this tweet is not even with his comments. He used the Cobra Kai gift and I love Cobra Kai, and I'm like, ah, why do you have to use that? But um, the other thing he wrote is Is there no hope you won't change your font? It's not very premium. Your logo seems like it was made in paint, and for a name like premium, you would expect better. So, Jeff, have at it politely. No. Okay. <laughs> so answer, your, answer your questions. <laughs> yes, we used the word Neo Geo case because it is a Neo Geo yeah, case. It's just a it's marketing going... thing,
1: JP, that, that you wanted to do so people can understand what it looks like.
0: But yeah, it's but a, it's, it's not going to be a Neo Geo replica image no. artwork kind of case. It's going to be Nintendo-y. Um, and I think once people see it, uh, it'll make more sense. And then I think I think to me, honestly, like, because we're not doing a deluxe with all of our releases, there's only going to be a few a year. But I think once you really start to see them on the shelf next to each other, you're going to understand why we use that kind of case um, and packaging because I think it's just going to look very neat on the shelf, which is what we wanted. We don't want, you know, a nice small box here, a crazy big box there our collection is all over somebody's room because you just can't put everything together. Um, and that's really what the original appeal of that case was, outside of it also being able to hold everything really nicely. Um, in terms of the rating, Jeff, why don't you answer that? Are we going to have ratings on the box and slip covers? So um,
1: according to Nintendo of America, if it is going to be at retail, it has to have an ASRB rating. So because if we ever go to retail, it's just going to be the actual Switch case... Mm-hmm. we don't need to have the ESRB rating on the Slipcase. Slipcase so is going to be something that we're going to release through us and our international distributor, Video Games Plus. If we decide mm-hmm. to go into the Best Buy, GameStop realm in the future, um, we won't have the Slipcase with it because, again, we can do what we want more with the art. And I like having as much art on there as possible. That's why our mm-hmm. logos are smaller and all that stuff on there. So... um, why are we going all in on this when it's not very good? It's not very good. <laughs> I, what? I love Awesome P1 and 2. I'm just saying, like, that was yeah. on my my short list of games that I wanted to push out was Awesome P. And now, so, not very good is a very subjective comment from anybody. <laughs> um, I mean, That's I true. could say, oh, Mario 64 is not very good. Like, am I right? Probably not.
0: No, you're, um, you're probably not right. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. But I could say that online as a commenter. Yeah. Um, and also, is is there no hope we're gonna change our font because it's not very premium? <laughs> I don't know yeah. what that means. Like, I, I really don't. Like, I honestly like I welcome anybody to come up with a design for our logo that they think mm-hmm. defines premium. Because to me, I look at our logo and I see fun. You know, premium is our name because we want to hold ourselves to a standard of of what our releases are gonna be, the quality of our items. Um, honestly, I I don't want to be like a uh, suit and tie kind of logo where it's like adult in in that sense like to me i see our logo i see fun um so i keep it simple simplistic when you do a logo so like that's
1: you know coming from a a layout and design background like you want to keep it as simplistic as possible um i like the the fun nature of the font um and everything the design of the the lettering for example Um, and then just a simple circle in the background I mean, on the actual switch cases, it's gonna be gold,
0: people, like gold foil. So, we're like, it'll... we're we're just gonna change things up and change the colors here and there because we can do that. That's fun. Like, we get to make the rules with this, and you know, mm-hmm. there's there's no set standard for how we need to do this. Like, you know, for our company, we want to have fun with our releases. We want to pack in as much as we can. To me, you're right. I, I like our logo. It's simple. To me, it's fun. Um, One other thing I will bring up, though, because I have seen this from a few people, and Jeff, why is it that we initially had the Switch cases with the controllers on it next to our logo, and now it's gone?
1: Oh, we mentioned it. We, we call did. it the Logosode. No. So, essentially, Nintendo said it's too similar to their actual Switch logo. And, I mean, if you think about it from, even from a uh, artistic perspective, it's duplicative when it's actually on the Switch stuff. Because we have the Switch logo in the top left corner, which is a requirement. So, even on the, the retro box, the top left corner, that's a Nintendo requirement. So, it's, it was a little duplicative in nature when it comes to our logo. So, it, it makes sense. And they wanted us to remove it. Um, And we're moving it going forward on all marketing and everything else, too, which is completely fine because there's going to be Nintendo Switch logos everywhere.
0: And, you know, (laughs) I'll be honest, like, did we think it was going to pass? Yeah, you know, we want to try it. And honestly, I'm glad (laughs) glad we submitted it. Um, And if it had gone through, great. If not, it was a simple change that we already, you know, kind of anticipated. If we were that
1: cautious, we would not have coming up the bloodiest Nintendo Switch cover Super Blood Hockey. Because that got approved and it is bloody as hell, and we thought there's no way in the heck that we're uh-huh. gonna see it. it is a mature cover, but um, <laughs> there was no way, and yeah, there's blood everywhere on that cover, and it got yeah. approved. If I would have been that cautious, we would have removed some of that blood and and had our logo that we have as our initial logo. I don't
0: yep. know. So, so Barry, have you seen anything on Discord or Facebook or? Anything oh no, no, I want
1: test? I want to go I want to go to uh, JP and go. All right, let's let me go to the first Reddit thread JP, because they're right here and it says this is getting outrageous awesome p was on the vita from pa and ps4 from red arts and now the switch from premium these companies will be the death of
0: themselves what do you think um so first off if one company had done all three you still would have had three versions Uh um and at the end of the day, it sounds like that guy is buying every single copy his, of that his game. His
1: name is, I know you are watching.
0: Oh, all right. <laughs> we are totally <I> watching. <laughs> I were <was> listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what to say in that case. The developer gets to go with whoever they want to go with for the different consoles. You know, we're only doing Switch. We didn't see a Switch version of the game announced, so that's why we reached out. We learned. We knew that there was other games in the developer's portfolio. We literally <laughs> asked a simple question: Hey, could we just combine and just have all four games on one collection? And they were like, "Yep, let's do that." Why the other companies didn't do it that way, or, or you know, uh-huh. whether they could or couldn't, I don't know. I can't speak to them. I don't know the Vita and the PS4, you know, uh, rules and regulations and all that stuff. I know Switch. Um, and first thing we always said is, we're going to put as much as we can on our cartridges. So if if there's multiple games in the series, we're always going to ask if it's possible to do one release with all of them and not individual. And with Pigeon Dev, it's a great example that it's possible, and the developer and the digital publisher were very open to it. We're happy that you know our second release gets to have four individual games on it. Um, our second first man. release, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our first in hand to people. Um, uh, I, second release. But. I do
1: have to apologize, though, JP. Nothing else is inherently negative on on Reddit. Oh, I was expecting it to. So the other ones were at least they didn't try to publish these games on individual carts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <see? laughs> and then said anyone picking this up? And then the next one was more copies of Awesome P. Awesome. And then the <laughs> next one was a guy who actually did complain. He said U.S. shipping only. Um, Pigeon Dev has really been making an utter mess of their physical releases as of late. Um, and the Austin P1 and 2 being sold individually were pretty much bottom of the barrel. The actual original poster did a poster did say that Premium Edition partnered with Video Games Plus for international orders. Yeah. So, um, And then they mentioned it's ridiculous that they were individual on the other systems.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Again, I'm not going to criticize or comment the other companies. They did what? it that way for a reason... That you know made sense to them. For us, and I'm only speaking about Premium Edition, we wanted to have all the games on one collection. We were able to, which I'm very happy about. Yeah, we had the um, opportunity is the main thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah I, I'm, I'm really excited for this. And honestly, I, I really do believe that the more people play these games and watch the videos of them, I think they're really going to see the appeal to them. I don't know if maybe some of the initial impression is, you know, you look at the graphics and you go like, oh, like... It's old school. Maybe that doesn't appeal to me to begin with, but they are really fun and solid games. Um, and I think it's going to be fun when you pop in that cart and you get your choice of what you want to play.
2: Um, so Barry discord. Well, I, I, I want to comment on that commenter.
0: Ooh, yes.
1: Yes. Dude. Barry's
2: like, that was dude. me. Sorry guys. Damn it. Barry. I know you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> um, the whole comment of these limited companies are going to kill me because, you know, I I would understand if this was like Soldner X2 where Limited Run did it and then East Asia Soft did it. Or the Wonder Boy where Limited Run did it and then Nicholas did it. Um, you know, in a case like that, I totally get it, uh, uh, what you would call it. The Hover or Red Art did it and then PM Studios. That I get because you, you have to either double dip or but this is on different systems. This mm-hmm. is getting mad at Ubisoft because Immortals Phoenix Rising is coming out on PS4, PS5, Switch, and Xbox One, and Series X. And it's like, oh, well, how dare you? Like You don't have to buy them all, but it's on different systems. The, mm-hmm. the other releases of Awesome P, and it was only Awesome P that got released, um, were either on the Vita or the PS4, two completely different systems than the Switch. So it would be the equivalent of like us putting out this you know, on all all three systems, you don't have to buy them all and it's different markets. So I don't understand that comment. I think that's kind of unfounded. I'm sorry the limited companies are going to kill you, but that's the idea behind putting four games on one cart is we're trying to alleviate that yeah. we're trying to put more bang for your buck and that's something other companies aren't doing and other you know bigger companies than us like limited run got criticized for blaster masters euro because they could have put both of those on one cart and instead they chose not to uh i think we should look at that we should look at getting more collections getting more things mm-hmm. Grouped together, and especially as somebody who has limited space, that saves space. If instead of four individual switch carts for each of these games, just one on the shelf, and that is awesome. And you know, if anyone should be looked at like, oh, you know, like you're you're trying to get us to spend more money, it shouldn't be us because we're actually bundling it as a better deal and a better discount by you getting all four games together um so that's that's just bizarre to me uh just that someone would even take that stance but you know it takes all kinds i guess for the world to go around
0: <laughs> you're you're absolutely right like you said it perfectly and to me you know we even said it before when we're talking about the nes and the snes we love compilations and you better believe it like when we are looking at games we're looking at the entire portfolio now we're not gonna just put games that make no sense together because you know they still have to be cohesive but if a developer or a digital publisher has a whole bunch of games that are similar in nature so similar genre or maybe the theme or something you better believe that the first question we're always asking is Can we put these together? Because Uh I want the most bang for our buck. I know that people have to make decisions as to who they're buying from, what games they're buying. And I I mean, I can confidently say, like, the Pigeon Dev Games collection will not be the only collection of games that we're going to be putting out through our company. Like, we are doing our best to always try and get as much as we can on the cartridges because, I mean, there's so many choices of games. Let's not let's just make it a little bit easier by getting a few of them in one collection
2: exactly uh now as for your question about discord um we did have a couple of comments uh, nothing terribly mean at the start but uh when first showing off um the steelbook uh, skull wants us to make it into a lunch tray i and saw skull that yes i
1: want an old metal lunch tray <laughs> hey That's if so there's cool. anybody listening who knows how to make an old school metal lunch tray with a little metal
2: legs like let's do it <laughs> mm-hmm. I said no one ever wants us to make it actually a functioning TV. Uh, (laughs) That would be a little hard to do, but that would be kind of cool. As for anything mean, uh, not terribly mean, but uh, the biggest concern, Landwin27 said, everything looks really cool. I do wish this was announced a bit earlier than the pre-order date, though, with the next generation consoles right around the date. Uh, So many other games releasing. It's a bit hard to plan an extra $100 for the deluxe edition. Mm -hmm. tacklebox 82, I agree. I wish it was more of a heads up and uh akriloth said uh that actually tagged you jp said i feel like it would be anyone's best interest the pre-order for bidj and dev was delayed a month at yeah. least a hundred hour one four-day notice is honestly not enough and that's something we echoed in the, in the beginning that it is for sure notice it is you know a, a tough time because we do have these systems coming out um uh, and and obviously more games but there's also always going to have more games and always going to have more time and it, it is a little bit to hard you know hard to swallow for that extra hundred dollars um and and that's unfortunate this is not how we originally planned it but it, you know it, it unfortunately is what it is um but we do have you know the other editions and you know maybe we won't sell out of the hundred dollar one and you'll be able to get it
0: all right so my few comments is one yeah absolutely like you know we We want to give enough time. How much time is subjective, right? You give too long of a time, people forget about it. They don't plan accordingly. You give not enough time, you know, people can't get it. You try and keep the window open as long as possible. What I will say is now being on this side, there is no good time, no good Mm -hmm. date, time, or whatever to say, today's the perfect day. And the reason I'm gonna just be blunt and say that is because when you're a company making products against other companies making products, you literally like for us like you know i i try and be mindful of all the other publishers out there and and jeff knows this i said like hey on this day this company normally announces or on this day their pre-order goes live and when you start to literally fill up a calendar by other companies you realize oh i've got like one minute here on the third month of the fifth year where nothing's happening i mean that's that's the truth and then somebody does a blind drop (laughs) and (laughs) yeah and and the problem is. There is, I mean, the one thing that I'm learning is that there is always something being announced. And whether that's blind drops from big companies, early announcements from limited companies, completely other things like a new console, a new gadget, something. I mean, there's always going to be something that's coming out. And for us to say we're going to wait for everybody else to make their announcements, we'll we'll never even get anything out. And it's not always going to be... Ideal for the person who wants to buy lots of other things. That's unfortunately the hard truth of it. Because if you're looking forward to the PS5 and the new Xbox or the new movie coming out or a new game... I mean, there's always something coming out. I buy comic books. Every Wednesday there's new comic books, and every month when I pre-order my comics, I go, "Okay, this is the month where it's going to be slow." And then they announce annuals and specials and deluxe editions and director I cuts. I mean, covers on some variants. Oh, the variant covers. There's sometimes 20 covers. Thankfully, I I avoid those now. But the, the but going back to this, there's always something coming out. We are going to do our best as our company to not inundate our own market, meaning, you know, and announce like 10 games from us at the exact same time. We really do try and do that slow roll. So we did super blood hockey. We gave it time to cool down, and now we announced Pigeon Dev. We're going to give that some time. Then we'll announce our next game. Um, but to go up against other companies announcing, I mean, you just – you can't avoid it. There's there's going to be those weeks that we've seen where seven companies announce a new game, and over half of them are going up for pre-order that same week. Then there's going to be times where there's a lull, and and we may be the only person during that week announcing something. Um, I do agree. Like I would like to normally give a little bit more time than a few days, and we are going to try our best in the future releases. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's the 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 truth is there's always something coming out, and at the end of the day, you have to decide what you what you view as a priority and what you want to buy. Um, that's the best thing that I could say. And you know, hopefully we'll have copies. They're not going to all sell out immediately. That you'll be able to pick it up at a later date. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess that's my two cents on it.
1: It's a good two Jeff. cents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't I, put anything else episode. on there. I feel that was like good.
0: We're, uh, I like this episode. I feel like we're finally getting to, you know, speak the truth and, and be respectful of, of the different comments and feedback that we're getting. Cause you know, a lot of times we just, we can say things or we may not say it in the right way, but I feel, you know, I feel like we just have to, I think when everybody's honest, I think it's just an easier place to be at. Um, but yeah, with that said, I do want to give a shout out again to Erica for the steel book because it really is like I, I look at it and I'm just like oh, I'm so glad I'm part of this company because I see that steel book and I'm like I don't even buy every steel book anymore but damn that's a nice steel book, it looks good. it looks really good. Um, That'd be cool lunch tray. Yeah, I, I I do like that. That sounds that sounds pretty cool. Um, you need so to do a lunch tray. Now that we barely spent any time on premium today, um, before we close out this chapter of the playcast, was there. Any other comments that you saw? <laughs> hour and a half. Say? That's awesome. <laughs> you know what? This was a this was a big weekend, and what yeah. this showed me is I really do believe that Premium Edition is starting to get a little bit of traction because I definitely noticed more sites sharing our announcement. I think a lot of people are resonating well with the the up uh, packaging that we have. I think it's. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and it's really bright. It's vivid, and what I really like is. Every image has different artwork. Everything looks unique. Um, and I'm really excited. I mean, I'm really excited for this. Uh, I'm really excited for sometimes you, the digital publisher, for Pigeon Dev, the developer. Like, I feel very fortunate and, and honored that we get to be, you know, putting their games on the Switch physically, working with everybody here. Uh, and we got I'm a lot excited. of fun stuff coming up. Yeah. like Like, Thursday... You know, I, you know, it's funny, like we get, I mean, I don't know how everyone else gets, but I get nervous when I know the press release is going out or we're going to be posting something because that's when, you know, there's something new about our company, which means there's going to be lots of interaction. And I was really happy. You know, everything went smoothly. I think the the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. Mm-hmm. Tuesday is going to be, I definitely think, a, a fun day to see. We don't, you know, we don't have time
1: to do the positive comments and tweets, and we appreciate them.
0: Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Next time. Next time I do want to do that, because you're absolutely right. Um, You know, one thing that I'm learning being now on this side is that you can't let the negative comments outweigh all of the support and, uh, the, the, like you said, the nice comments that we are getting from the community. Mm -hmm. People are excited. They're wishing us well. I've had people message me, and I'm sure the same with you guys, just congratulating us, uh, telling us that they want to support us, that they like the game that we announced, things like that. And you know what? I, I definitely think over time for me personally that's what i'm really just going to be focusing on and the people who are negative they have every right to be if they want to be skeptical they can all i can say is you know we are in this for the long haul jeff and i and barry and frank and everybody on the team this is not a quick money grab where we're in and out like i want this to be my career so you better believe i'm doing everything humanly possible to make this a success and something worth you know putting your money into so i'm keeping it uh, a fun
1: hobby jp damn it
0: <laughs> it's fun, yeah, absolutely a fun hobby, but you better believe I'm taking it very seriously. Yeah, um, sure. And I, I do hope that's what's going to be shown through our finished product. I hope you know the early naysayers do give us a chance just by just by following us and watching us and seeing what we do. I mean, th- the proof is going to be in the pudding, and and that's all I can say. So everyone who's been supporting us, thank you. Everyone who's been hesitant, just keep watching.
2: Absolutely, it doesn't cost anything to follow uh, mm-hmm. social media. And yeah. it doesn't cost anything to join the Discord. Even if you're not buying anything, join the Discord and just be a part of the conversation, just Absolutely. talking about other just,
0: Absolutely. Just get mm-hmm. I was gonna say that's a that's a great thing. The Discord, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, we are we try and be everywhere. So wherever you are on social media, come join us, hang out with us. And and you've even seen it, Barry, like in our in our Discord, which is about Switch games. What were we talking about last weekend? Limited uh, rare uh, games, uh, PS4. PS4 what people are buying you know anything i mean it's it's a community um so please if you want to be around really good positive people in the community join the discord ask us questions anywhere that we're at we're happy to talk with you answer anything that you may have um and of course more importantly make sure you visit premiumeditiongames.com or videogamesplus.ca on tuesday november 10th at 10 a.m eastern standard time when pigeon dev games collection goes up for pre-order
2: I also think when the game starts shipping and more and more people get them in hand, I think a lot of those naysayers yeah. will will disappear. And I think it's it's very hard when you don't have a physical product out. And yeah, we we there's obviously Switch collector, but I'm talking like the game product is not out yet, and it's that's very cool. easy for people to be skeptical and and curious and wonder the legitimacy of it all. But once that starts coming out, then
0: oh the, yeah, all that's to coming. me. To me, that's going to be like a whole new realm of fun when the conversation starts shifting from our games are in production or this is what we announced to literally like people showing off the games and especially the challenge from the challenge cards. Because to me, like I I personally hope that takes off and you see a lot of people who may not normally share things are sharing their scores or their completion or whatever the challenge is going to be, you know, holding up our cards. And then, you know, the, the second half of that is showing the patch that they get in the mail to me. That's where I think the real fun begins because that's when you start talking about the games um, and not just the the cool packaging which we have, but the actual games itself. And that's what we want. We want people to play these games. That is our goal: make the games physically and play the games. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited for what's to come because you know 2020 has been a interesting year for everybody for us. You know we launched and I'm really happy about that, but 2021 is where I think the the super fun is gonna be coming in with our releases absolutely so with that said uh cobra kai anybody (laughs) (laughs) we do have a game of the episode who knows? we we do and i played it i played it that's why
1: i said at the beginning uh, over an hour and a half ago that jp actually played the game (laughs) i
0: know and then and then we don't get to it no i'm just kidding uh you want to lay the wallpaper for cobra kai cobra kai never die
1: all right so um Cobra Kai is developed by Flux Game Studios and published by Game Mill Entertainment. Released on October 27th of 2020, so it was just released. Um, Summary is, uh, choose a side, embrace your destiny. The fight is in your hands now. So you choose a side, master your moves, and embrace your destiny in an epic beat-em-up adventure inspired by the hit television show. Uh, take control of f- eight different playable characters with co-op, multiplayer, deep movesets, combos, progression, real-time character swaps, ultimate attacks, and much more. 34 years after the events of the 1984 Valley Karate Tournament, the rivalry of Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence continues. The fight is in your hands now. Um, the main thing is, is that there are two different stories, um, mm-hmm. so you can either take control of Daniel's son... And Miyagi Do karate, or Johnny Lawrence with the Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to go through LA with lots of different missions, a character swap system, RPG like dojo progression where you can update your skills of your individual characters as well as your entire dojo. And um, what is really cool is that you have all of the original voice acting from some of the characters. <laughs> some of them are ridiculous at the moment.
0: All off. of some. And some <laughs> <laughs> i would say uh, the bigger actors ha- are in it which is yeah. which
1: is really nice some um, of them are so odd like the oh, main me. and main protagonist from cobra kai is the wrong actor
0: it, it, right miguel that's not his voice right no definitely not i'm very surprised they didn't get him uh but anyway do you want to uh, who should start because so i'm a huge cobra kai fan
1: I was um I played my games on the the weekend prior and I went through I like to um compare this game to Shaq Fu. <laughs> and the Switch version, not the Super Nintendo version. But it, it really does um it has, you know, polygonal style 2D beat 'em up action. Um a little rough at times when it comes to the gameplay, uh but it's it's really fun. Um, there's lots of combos. Being able to switch between the characters does give you three life bars, which is nice. Even mm-hmm. though you do need to make sure, Mega Man style, that you do power up your characters individually. Otherwise, you'll waste power ups. Um, mm-hmm. That's the Mega Man style. Uh, when you switch between your weapons uh, in the original games, if you didn't switch back to a weapon that you used, you would um, not fill up that weapon. Later on they had a a tank that you could buy in the modern games and it would allow it to automatically fill. Um, But Cobra Kai does have that where you need to switch between your characters. I only was able to get the first three characters. I played as Cobra Kai because I wanted to play as Johnny and um, McGill. And I did unlock the characters that Tori think so. Um, But I unlocked her and then I got through playing and I fought one of the fat the fat kid that uh, attacked Johnny in the mall parking lot yep. at the yep. beginning. I beat him <laughs> by the sliver of my butt hair. Um, had a little bit and then it's like oh this isn't the end boss of the level. This is yep. the middle of it and I'm like oh and I got killed immediately and I was like Son of a... So then I had to either restart and ran out of time. So <laughs> really cool, though. That looks like to me that there is a crap ton of levels because like mm-hmm. there's a whole world map. Um, yep. You played through the initial levels, go to the dojo where Mr. Creased, <laughs> John Crease, <laughs> is over there upgrading all your stuff. My prediction yep. is that he's the ultimate antagonist as you play through both sides. And you probably got to fight him because he's manipulating everything because that would be mm-hmm. the most Creased thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. knowing the, knowing the system, but I only did only play about three or four levels. Um, I enjoyed it a lot, but the fact is, is that I'm spoiled by playing Streets of Rage 4. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just compared to the, the beat ups that are completely refined, like a Scott Pilgrim versus the world, a... River City Girls was, which is the em up that's in the top of my Switch collection. River City Girls is amazing. Um, it's just slightly off when it comes to the the gameplay; is a little bit repetitive, and I it, mm-hmm. it could just be that the enemies you fight are a little bit more sponges than I would mm-hmm. like. Um, but that's me being picky because the game itself, with all the upgrades, is awesome. I liked being able to increase different pieces, and maybe I increased the wrong stuff. Um, <laughs> so I would say, let's go over to Barry since JP's is
2: excited.
3: Um, <laughs> you okay. could tell, huh?
2: So this is, this is coming from the perspective of somebody who has not seen the show. So I did not see the show. Yes. Uh, so I, I could not, could not tell you it was a different actor for Miguel because I would have no idea. Um, so I, I did choose Cobra Kai as well. Um, and I went through a couple levels, And I want to say a couple things. First off, I think the level lengths are insanely long, too long for their own good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, like Jeff said, Mm -hmm. you know, you you fight what oh, there's a boss. All right, here we go, and you beat him, and like, all right, cool, that's the end of the level. What what, you mean? That's just a mid boss. Like, oh my god, we're still going. Okay, Um, the enemies are definitely repetitive. Uh, They are sponges. The the hit detection felt off to me. Like, it definitely times where I felt like, oh, I should be hitting them and I'm not, and vice versa. Uh, one thing that I found really weird, and I've never seen this in, in a beat-em-up, and maybe there are, they do this in some and I just haven't played them, is even though you can scroll left and right when you move, when you're in combat, the left and right act as barriers, the left and right of the screen. So if you hit an enemy to the right and they would normally go off screen and like turtles they would just go off screen and come back they instead bounce like ricochet off of nothing <laughs> in, into other and it's just like it's like pinball i'm like this is ridiculous what is going on with these these physics this is it just it almost took me out of the game completely because it was like this this is it's funny but it it <laughs> it, it just became like a joke like And the same thing happened when they hit me into the walls. I bounced around. I'm like, to me, that just felt really off. I like the interactive that you could do. Like, you could slam people into cars or into giant octopuses or into Mm -hmm. basketball hoops. (laughs) That was cool. But it also felt off, like, when you pushed R and, like, it happened, like, a a jump cut to the animation as opposed to fluently And it doesn't always work either. It doesn't always work either. Yeah, there were times where I'm like, come on. Um, So, yeah, definitely there are some issues under the hood. It does look good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think I think the graphic style they chose does look good. Um, and Barry, you do have to agree, being a
1: non-watcher of the show, that it's great that they had the continuity of fireballs, fire flame attacks, and ice projectiles that they have in real life.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know, <laughs> like, choose what you want. It's like it on fire, and then you choose, you know, Megami. And it's like, there's ice all over. I'm like, wait a second. Miyagi has ice and Cobra Kai's what and like some of the special moves like the super <laughs> uppercut like with the flames and the the first boss I couldn't stop laughing because all he was doing was this spinning move and then getting dizzy and he says like spin 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 spin, spin. I'm like what the hell is <laughs> happening this is ridiculous and and at that point I I knew I didn't need to watch the show to enjoy this because it. It doesn't need the show to enjoy it. It doesn't take itself seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Physics and people yelling, S-s-s-s-s-s-s. like, this is, this is laughable. I mean, this is just. But my thing is, though, yeah. Barry, that kind
1: of ridiculousness is actually why I really like the game um, because it's yeah. so over the top. Like, I, I mean, there's one spot in the show where they show, like, it. Because, I mean, classic Karate Kid cutting. Uh, doing your chop through all the ice blocks. That's why Miyagi does the ice, and then there's a whole fire piece with Cobra Kai in the in the show. But it's like one scene, and now that's your power for the entire game. It's so ridiculous.
2: I mean, it's is it is it a good game? I'm gonna say it's a mediocre game. Uh-huh, um, great. I'm going to say that it's it's not on the top tier of the beat em ups. And I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's just g- getting older, but I grew up with beat em ups. You know, I grew up with the mm-hmm. Turtles Arcade, I grew up with Captain America and the Avengers and Simpsons Arcade and and Final Fight and Streets of Rage and and all of those great games and classic games, but nowadays I just f- seem to find even the the better beat em ups more on the repetitive boring side. Like mm-hmm. after a stage or two I'm like, "You know what? I've seen and done this. I really don't want to do this for you know eight more stages i just kind of want to play something else at this point I've, I've seen and done it and and that's only amplified for me by a mediocre beat-em-up that uh, especially on stage Barry? that takes
1: what when you're mentioning this and we did play a beat-em-up on the play cast besides for check um Street of red streets of red and i think where that one was over the top wasn't the retro aesthetic but was more so that the enemies weren't that much of a sponge i think the sponge aspect just drug it on just a little too long because if you're stringing together a, a, what they called a badass combo like you should literally then you should be dead and then he gets back up and it's like really like i yeah. just unlocked an ultimate move on you your butt should be dead
2: Yes, and I was actually juggling enemies against the side of the wall. Like I'm like, this there's no way you're getting back up, and they're getting back <laughs> up. I'm like how? Um, so, yeah, yep. like it just it just amplified that feeling of repetitiveness and and boredom. And I I was literally by like the end of the second or third stage, just like I I would I would rather play Paw Patrol right now than this. Like I just wanted out of it. Yes, um, Paw Patrol. And, paw. and that's that's just one of those things where. <laughs> it's, it's. I'm sure if, you know, we're going to get to JP in just a second, but I'm sure as a fan <laughs> of the show, he's probably like, oh, my God, this this is so much better because he can appreciate um, the the interconnectivity to the show that I can't as somebody who hasn't seen it. But just from a gameplay standpoint, um, it's not the worst beat-em-up in the world,
1: mm-hmm. but
2: you can certainly do better in my opinion. Well,
1: um, and Jay- realize, like, I've watched a lot of the show, too, so I'm coming from it from both aesthetics i've watched the show multiple times um i love it so um jp let's hear the glowing review jp i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna be fair i'll I'll give both takes so first thing first is that the karate kid the original 1984 movie is probably my favorite movie of all time i've had it on vhs dvd blu-ray i'll own it in any format that they keep making this movie i mean like to me, that movie just always resonated with me. So you just love the put him in a body bag. Yeah, <laughs> I will say as I get older, I'm starting to shift my thinking of who I actually like better. Cobra Kai um, now is the sequel, and it's a really it's a true sequel to the the whole series minus the Jackie Chan Karate Kid movie. We don't count that one. Um, the next Karate the Kid, Kung Fu Kid in canon. Um, so those. So just for anyone who's curious. Those first four movies, Karate Kid One, Part Two, Part Three, and next are technically all canon, and it's fair game of any of that stuff showing up in Cobra Kai, according to the creators. Yeah, the uh, remake
1: was Kung Fu, anyways. Wouldn't even karate. It was.
0: It should have been Kung Fu Kid. Um, so anyway, let's not let's not go on my Karate Kid uh, soapbox, but Cobra Kai. <laughs> To me is a fantastic series. It really lives up to its show to, to its history really well. The fact that they have the original actors coming back, the fact that they even bring up things that have been in the fan community about, you know, who really won the tournament? Was Daniel's kick illegal? That kind of stuff. They play on that so much. But they have <laughs> a whole bunch of likable new cast for that new generation. Um so with that said, I've watched the series, I think, two times in completion. I just finished it with Shanna who had no interest whatsoever, and now she goes around the house with my Karate Kid headband just screaming, Cobra Kai, every single second. So she loves the series now. I think that's Um, fake
1: news, JP. I haven't heard it one time on this episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's downstairs. You can't hear her. She's doing it. Um, so So Cobra Kai, the game, gets announced. So, of course, I'm just giddy with excitement. I'm like, all right, my favorite TV series is getting a game on my favorite console, and I get it. So the first thing to really make sure people understand is if you are a fan of the show, it's probably going to go a much longer way in enjoying the game than if you're just going in looking for a beat-em-up. As Barry said, there definitely are better and more solid beat-em-ups in terms of the fighting mechanics, the enemies, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. As a fan of the series, though, what I will say is you could tell that they had a lot of fun making this game for a few reasons. One... They have the original composers of the Cobra Kai series doing the music. You have many of the actors, so you have William Zapka, who plays Johnny. You have um, drawing a blank on Daniel's real name. Danielson. Real What's his real name? His What's name is
1: Danielson.
0: Okay, Danielson. Uh, you know you have, you have <laughs> some of the characters that. like Hawk, Hawk, and um, and all of them, and then you have you know some that are just you know brand new. So like Sid, who played. Are you sure
1: that that's your favorite movie
0: and you don't know the main actor's name? It's Ralph
2: Macchio. Ralph
0: Macchio.
1: (laughs) Come on, man.
0: One thing you need to learn about me is that I'm very bad with names no matter what I've seen. So nothing (laughs) against Ralph Macchio. I apologize. Um, What are you doing, man? What are you doing? The other thing is you know, the the story and the script were written by by the writers of the show. And I think they really went tongue-in-cheek with having fun on some of the tropes and some of the catchphrases, because, for instance, you know, Tori, one time in the show, when she gets introduced, she goes, oh, I'm Tori with a Y. So what's her power move when she powers up? That's Tori with a Y, like every time. <laughs> um, when, if you, I don't know if you got to this level, but you, you're at the car dealership, and Tom Cole, who is Daniel's competitor in the, in the car salesman industry, you oh, know, geez. in the show, he's like, Angela, go get me a Boba. Daniel, you want a boba? You want Angela to get you a boba? Because this guy's obsessed with boba tea. So what? What's in the game? Literally every sentence he has is like boba, boba tea. You need boba tea. Like, like they go oh, over God. the top. And to me, so, that's showing that they're they're having fun with the game. At least that's how I'm gonna take it. I really hope it's not lazy writing, but I think it's more. Oh no, that's that. it's all tongue in cheek. Exactly. And yes, it's it's a little crazy with the crazy karate moves and the power ups that you know, the the crazy bad guys on rollerblades with bats and i mean like the violent people and whatnot remember but jp overall,
1: in, in shack fu he got into a cactus That Just... is the, okay
0: fair fair point
1: uh, so so like so like uh, me me overestimating the fire in the ice so that's definitely played for for fun mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> now what i will say is the fighting itself it does get a little repetitive the levels definitely mm-hmm. feel long thankfully there's there's enough check marks that you are there check marks or do you start from the beginning i can't remember now I had to start from no. the
1: beginning when I got past the mid-boss.
0: Yes. Um, but I will say, you know, when you really look at, like, the, the fighting mechanics, like, the the movements of the characters, some of it's actually pretty cool. Like, when you're kicking somebody to the face, like, for the most part, it, it looks pretty solid. Um, the problem I'm having with the game is that there is lag. Um, there is mm-hmm. those crazy uh, physics, like Barry and Jeff mentioned, like, you're bouncing around the walls, which is just... A little odd sometimes, especially when the characters can go off-screen. So for them to be bouncing is just a little weird. Um, Yeah.
2: I was thinking it's so weird when they bounce off the screen. Yeah.
0: But I will say that in terms of the level progression... It's really deep. I mean, there's like a character skill tree for each character. And depending on what choice you make, so whether you're you're building up their stamina or their hit points or their defense, from there it branches off into your next option. So, you know, on one playthrough, you won't be able to unlock like a full 100% tree. And I don't think you ever will. It's really just going to be how you're tailoring the character. And what's really nice is it goes in four directions because um, there's four directional buttons in in the, in the game screen, so, you know, you press, was it like ZR or R and um, X, you do one attack. Then you press it with Y, you do another attack. Then on the other hand, um, aside from building up the individual character skills, you build up your dojos, which means that every character gets these movesets. And that's used by the L-trigger. So you do, you know, the L-trigger and Y, and you do a move that any character that you select can do. And I like that because... You know it adds two different levels of of complexity or uh, decision making in the game. I, I will say that as you play the game more and you unlock more, it does become more fun because you're literally just like doing one combo after another, one crazy attack after another. There are some attacks that I would say are more over overpowered use than others. like, for instance, Miguel has an attack where he like stomps his foot and like flames form around whoever's near him. And I keep using that all the time because it stops the enemies in their track, you can keep hitting them, and it's like a cheap, easy move to use. Um, so you do get that. I haven't beaten the game yet. I am going to go through both both, um, both story modes because what happens is you go through both, you then unlock the true ending. Mm-hmm. I don't know
1: what that is. And I'm, that's my I'm, estimation I'm, that it's got to be evil Crease,
0: Or maybe they bring in Terry Silver. <laughs> they, well, I mean... Yeah, if we want to go into rumors, there is rumors that Tori is Terry Silver because Tori's last name is Nichols. So it's oh. Tory Nichols, Terry um. Silver. Um, so, you know, there's a, they also said that there's supposed to be some teases of season three in the game. I really haven't seen that yet, so I don't know if that's more of a you, know, you beat the game and you get something to look forward to. Um, overall... $40 I think is a hard sell for someone who's not a fan of the game for people who are fans 30 or 40 may still be a lot, but I really do believe that there's a lot in this game. Um, I mean, I've been playing it for a few hours and I'm literally going through the entire world map, which is really you just selecting like a different, different, uh, fighting level, uh, essentially, but you're, you're working your way through California. So you have the dealership, you have the school, you have Sid's movie studios, you have the karate tournament, the all Valley. I mean, there's, they really touch upon everything. I think the story's pretty loosey goosey, but you know what? It's more about having fun, which I am having with the game. Uh, I think thirty would have been an easier sell for anybody if I'm being honest with the price. but as a Cobra Kai fan, I like the game. I definitely think it's worth playing um, and yeah, so I like it. Cobra Kai never die Cobra Kai never no mercy. <laughs>
1: So I mean, you know, we'll let the listeners make up their decision. Um, really cool to be able to play in handheld mode in short stints is what I would say. Not necessarily yes. something that's going to be in my my top twenty, that's for sure.
0: And, and I only had one game breaking bug appear that that closed out the game for me. Um, so I it, it didn't happen. It didn't only happen. Only one. <laughs> only one. Surprisingly, I was in the. Uh, movie studio a lot, so Sid's movie studio, and they're filming, like, a Karate Kid movie, and they use one of the kids from Cobra Kai as, like, the actor. It is, and it's very funny, and like, they have even, like, parody trailer or posters. And I think one was called, like, the Dying Teenager Movie <laughs> or whatever, and it was, like, a love story. But I got to this one point where these two bad guys come out, and they do, like, their power-up, and the game literally just freezes, and then closes out. And I'm just like... I just spent like 15 minutes in this level. I'm, I think I'm going to take a break.
2: Yeah. So somehow,
0: somehow that got through Nintendo's quality check. I don't know how. Yeah, but. jerk. <laughs> 15
2: minutes for the. I mean that that just tells you it's a little too long.
0: Yeah, I, uh, absolutely. I definitely think the levels are they need to be just cut by like a quarter, and I think that would have been fine. And it's you know it's sometimes uh, sometimes it's nice when you have a lot in the game, but at the same time, there's uh, there is a thing that's too much, and I definitely agree that the levels are just a little bit too long to make it a quick like pop in and out play because i really do feel like you have to dedicate like 15 20 minutes just to one level um the other thing i didn't mention though is i actually really like the um the ability to take a character and use your environment so like for instance you take an enemy and you throw them in the basketball hoop at the arcades or you bang them into a car because that reminds me of the punisher game for ps2 and xbox and and even though the punisher did it a little bit better and more violent I, I definitely find it fun to um, to do that in Cobra Kai, uh, and they also have unlockables like or collectibles in each level, which I can't seem to find all of them. So there's a lot in the game to do. I mean, there really is. So I would I would say check it out. For sure. Excellent.
1: Yeah. And is there anything else you want to say about Cobra Kai? Uh,
0: Cobra Kai. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy.
1: Cool. <laughs> um. So we could go on and do what we normally do in an episode but we are at two hours
0: yeah my shanna just texted she's like are you still on your call your short call has been two and a half hours <laughs> yeah
1: so um we'll get to all the craziness uh yeah. but w- what we'll do is we'll cut her here um that way what's coming out you can find where JP is gonna tell you um and yeah, go
0: to we, jpswitchmania.com.
1: there you go um <laughs> so yeah like JP tell them where to find you
0: Sure. So, jpswitchmania.com uh, for all your weekly release updates. Uh, on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram is jpswitchmania. Twitter is definitely the best place to reach me at. That's where I literally post, you know, a thousand times a day of all the games coming out, um, sales, things like that. So if you don't want to miss Switch physical news, Twitter is the place. Um, Barry,
2: you could find me on Twitter at hawkelfire. You could find me. On Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. And one thing I did want to just briefly, quickly say is that this is actually my one year anniversary with the Playcast. Because on November 8th of last year, so technically tomorrow, but November 8th of last year was the, my very first episode. Wow. So I've been on now for a year. <laughs> so I thought that's, awesome. that's so cool. Like it's been a year already. Uh, a lot of a lot of episodes and a lot of fun. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who's listened, and of course thank you uh, to you guys for you know inviting me and, and accepting me on here. Uh, well, thank Jeff- you
0: for being happy
1: a anniversary, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jeff. Where can they find you?
1: All right, find me on Facebook and the Twitter <laughs> on Hag at Hagen's Alley. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Hagen's Alley Books. Um, we didn't mention it, but I'm thinking that we should try old school musical for next episode mm. or next time we, we get together sure. um, is a really fun little musical game um, and we will see you next time Have bye a
0: good- <laughs> oh, that that's close <laughs> we, we haven't done it in so long we're off on our game I was, I was waiting for you you always go first <laughs> I know I know